Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Yeah, yeah. We live. Fake we live. watch busters. Fake watch busters. <laughs> Trigger. Warning. The, the warning. Don't post warning. And, and ghost him. <laughs> warning. 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 A lot of y'all got triggered. Uh, you were so toxic. Yo, a lot of y'all got triggered. About Had that. I known, what up? Shout out to everybody that's tuning in. What's going on? It's officially now Pisces season. For sure. We yeah. are one day away. For sure. That's we are that. one day away. Tomorrow's the day. Happy birthday in advance, my brother. Welcome to the club. Your, your application birthday. to the 40 Club has come through and we has been accepted with flying colors. Welcome to the High Honor Society. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. 40 for 40. That's a fact. That's a fact, ESPN, man. How you feeling? History. It's the last day and you're spending it with us. How you feeling? Feel good. Feel great. God is the greatest. 
you know, just absolutely pushing along, keeping it, keeping the ball rolling. This is a fact, man. This you is know? a fact. Tomorrow's the day. No, 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 no fake Rolexes, right? Please. At the door, you're getting checked. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but you can wear a fake fur. Shout out to Peter. Faux, faux, faux. Maybe a cold fake. Shout fur. out to Peter. Yes. This is a Peter friendly event. Yes. Yes, Sersky. Yes. We'll see you tomorrow. Shout out to Frederico. That was a funny skit he put together. Shout out to Fred. <laughs> Shout out to everybody making content. I appreciate everybody getting their outfits together. Yeah. And, you know, putting their best foot forward for this. This is going to be a, a good Yo, time. I'm going to be honest. I ain't tell you this. I'm going to tell it to the world. I'm going to tell you at the same time. I've been getting a lot of calls, man. This has become a moment for the city. It's a moment for New York this City. This is a moment. I got I to gotta give you a Absolutely. pat on the back. This is a moment for us, the city. It's your birthday. It's uh, We appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. People are getting their fits together. I heard some people actually called your house looking looking for some advice from your parents. Yeah. I'm not even sure oh, if you wow. know about that, but sure. it's been it's That's been good. it's been a pretty wild time up here. Shout out to everybody that will be in attendance. Uh drip responsibly. You know how we are coming to this event. Shout out to that boy Mike B. Oof. Shout out to Mike B. A lot of people I seen you had Matt with some crocodile samples. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Jizzle, what up? Uh, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. But now, nah, thanks in advance. Thank you to everybody for the for the birthday love in advance. I appreciate it. Wouldn't be here without you. Love you. Thank you so much. Had they known. Had they known prior. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, how you feeling, man? I know you was a little under the weather last week. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better. You know, trying to work through Jordan flu game vibe. So, um, no Scotty Pippen energy in 2024 either. Be a champion, <laughs> be proud, or Bullshit. work Bullshit. every day to be better. Bullshit tour. Come on. Bullshit tour. Quit crying. Work harder. Oh, That's my Lord. guy, too, man. He's going out bad. He's going out Pip, sad. Pip one of the ones. That's my guy. All time, but. We was at a uh, an event for the NBA, and they asked me who my favorite player was, and I said him. Everybody started laughing. <laughs> I'm like, it's crazy now because it's like everything that's going on with him post career. But when he was playing, yeah. that was the guy, man. For me, and he, I mean, he wore 33, which is that's my number. So shout out to Pip, man. No, it is leave it all it on is. the floor. It so is. When your career's over. You can be happy. Yo, to smack him in the back of the head play, legendary, legendary, legendary. Tomorrow, big episode for Earn Your Leisure. Yeah, another one. I believe we coming out with that. Um, Ice Wear Vezo, Detroit. Oh, really? Funny, yeah, 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 we got um, we got who we got on that? We got Ice Wave Vezo, we got um, Hill Harper, yes, and we got um, Ha Ha Davis, Ha Ha Davis, yeah, yeah, Detroit, Detroit mashup, a Detroit mashup. Well, y'all got a Detroit All Star game going, sure, and we filmed that in Detroit. Shout out to Detroit, you know, Detroit, one of my favorite cities. A lot of Detroit players gonna be in the building tomorrow. Yeah, 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 man. Shout out to Mario. Oh, they okay. Yeah, Detroit Shout coming to, through. You know, they you know they do the first thing. They've been doing the first thing. Detroit and Chicago, they, they do that. That's what they do with the, the Buffs Gators. will be in the building. What big say stink yeah. pink gators, my Detroit players. So shout yep. out to my shout out to my Detroit players. Um, but the D's always showed us so much love, man. So, you know, it was that's a dope episode. Check it out tomorrow, one o'clock on our YouTube channel. 
Um, and blackout, man, blackout. We back, you know, episode three this Wednesday. Yeah, ruffle some feathers. Few for the first two weeks. We, we coming out the gate hot. Few. Um, the lady with the fifty part series on your husband. We need to. We need to have you on blackout. We need to talk to you. For, <laughs> yo, what happened, baby? Well orchestrated. Yo, I heard a few parts of it. Like my wife was watch, listening to it and watching it. I was like, this is real. The fifty part documentary. She, she had a. This is better than trapped in the closet. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fifty-two. <laughs> Yo, remember when I dropped? Oh, yeah, this is this is better. Um, and then I saw a breakdown of the money that she uh, actually is making from TikTok off of that, which is a gross, gross, undervalued amount. It's ridiculous. Fifty-two. Mm-hmm. You look at. I think she has over a hundred and twenty million views. A hundred and twenty. Yeah, my breakups better. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. She documented the whole thing, and now I'm seeing parodies of it. Like her thing was like, "Who the fuck did I marry?" But uh, people like who the f is my baby daddy or who's my baby mom? So like they're trying to make spinoffs of it, but very original. She made a TikTok docu series on her own. That's crazy. Tiki Taki. Yeah. Uh, Ian, any announcements? Yeah, uh, Red Panda Sock Club call will be on Wednesdays. Please tune in to Blackout. And um, if I have to stand on Square alone, I get to stand on Nvidia alone. If I made you money, please put yes in chat. Oh. Yeah, I clipped that up for y'all little review videos. Yeah. Yeah, hey, let's yo, go. We're gonna get we're gonna go there in a second. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, Troy, you know how this works, man. Do your own research. And if you can't do your research, come here to Market Mondays. Shout out to everybody that's been yes. tuning in to Market Mondays. Shout out to everybody that showed love for our GMA appearance. That was a, a nice uh okay, it was amazing. A nice situation, man. So shout out to everybody that showed love. But our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances you should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise this is a message brought to you by the good brothers at earn your leisure and the good mm-hmm. brother ian dunlap the master investor we got to practice oh. our wave the other day that <laughs> keep waving <laughs> come on Rashad, <laughs> wave with us Rashad. come keep on waving. smile keep Hello, waving man. Salute. Shout out to Shrey Hand. Salute. What should I do with my hands? I'm not I sure. Know. <laughs> Salute. Salute. All right. We, we appreciate y'all. Love us all. We got some guests today. Yeah. We got some interesting guests. But um, before we bring the guests on, let's talk about some topics in the market. Let's go back to last week. So last Wednesday night, NVIDIA um, reported their earnings. And yeah. uh, Blockbuster earnings blew it out. Again. Um and really sent shockwave through Wall Street. And then the next day, the stock went up over $100. Um, and they gained over $250 billion in market cap in one day. 273 It was the highest um, ever mm-hmm. in one day. I think they, they passed Meta yep. as far as their market passed cap. Passed Meta. Ooh, um, saved my career. Yeah, they, they passed Meta for the, the single-day record, mm-hmm. for, uh, yep. uh, highest revenue in a day. So, um, yeah, the AI boom, still booming, NVIDIA. You know, that was an extremely impressive um, earnings report that they had. And, um, you know, like I said, that kind of shook up Wall Street when it, when it happened. So, um, you know, NVIDIA has become a stock that we've been talking about every single week on Mark Monday. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, so what's the deal? <laughs> can, can we start with some numbers? Um, yes, we can. Let's start with some numbers, man, because... Uh, Wednesday was, you know, it felt like the, the the largest album drop of the year when that meant something in the late 90s. It felt, it was like the Super Bowl for me. 
um, the anticipation everybody was of hanging these, on. everybody. I mean, not only was it big for NVIDIA on how they were going to report, but it felt like the entire market was waiting and was relying on them, relying on what was going to come out of, of their earnings call. And I guess the call after uh, when Jensen spoke. Um, and so at 420, uh, when you I was watching the chart and we saw it tick down, I said, uh oh, we might be in trouble. And yeah. then 10 minutes later, it went back up about five dollars. I'm like, okay, we're moving, we're moving. And I guess people were just waiting to hear the data center report. They wanted to hear the impact that uh the China uh restrictions and we're gonna have. Then 15 minutes later, we, we watched it climb over 700. I said, Oh, this this is gonna be something good. And uh obviously when the report came back about China, uh the, the data center's booming. We saw that thing uh, rise up to $735. And I'm like, okay, tomorrow's going to be an incredible day. And it was. I mean, we watched, like you said, we watched it go up $110, set the record at $273 billion. The record that was met us just earlier in the month was 205 It was incredible. Here's some of the numbers, though, by, from what happened last week. All right, so NVIDIA, think about this. A year ago, the market cap was $580 billion. One mm -hmm. year ago, so in January 23, that was the market cap. The market cap currently sits at 1.9 trillion. What's the 1.9 trillion in one year, they went from 580 billion to 1.9 trillion. On the way, they passed Alphabet, they passed Amazon, which we spoke about. They are now behind Microsoft, which is at three trillion, and Apple at 2.8 trillion. At this pace, they'll be past both of them before the end of this year. That's the first number, 1.9 trillion. Second number, 69 billion. That's what they did in revenue uh, from the year that ended, from that calendar year that ended in January 28th. A hell of a this number. Year. 60 billion, right? That's up six times from 2022. Wall Street is expecting NVIDIA's revenue to be at 100 billion in the 2025 fiscal year. So we're talking about another 40 billion in expectation by next year. So when we're talking about the momentum of this AI movement, obviously NVIDIA is leading it and we're trying to figure out, is this run gonna stop? Will they pull back? All signs are showing that there's still room to go on this, right? So yep, six- I have it going to 1030, 78. Crazy. The last number, and this is probably the most impressive, and I think Ian, you spoke about it last week, 48.8%. That is the representation of the net margin of profit mm -hmm. that NVIDIA is making. What does that mean? That means it's for a, every dollar in revenue that they bring in, they're nearly taking 50%. 50% for every dollar. In comparison, and I'm going to say this in advance, Microsoft obviously has more takes in more revenue and Apple takes in more revenue, but their net margin, Apple, 25%. 25%, yeah. Microsoft, 34%. NVIDIA is doing nearly 50% in net margin. That's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. I'm not sure if we will. I'm not sure if we will. And before it none to come, the homie that's rapping is the only one that has it. Hey, Rashad, you notice nobody ever said that NVIDIA charges too much? <laughs> you can't. Like, okay, listen, profit margin, 48%. Operating margin, 54%. Um... Revenue is amazing. If we look at all time return, one hundred and ninety one thousand percent five year return, eighteen hundred percent return over a five year period. 
told you this is my stock of 2023. I've been recommending it in Red Panda for four or five years. Like this is what happens when you build a business that actually helps companies across the globe. Sorry, Rivian. Sorry, Hertz. We'll talk about Palo Alto later. But when companies don't build a real product that can help companies be better, be more efficient, change the lives of the people that are buying from them, you don't get these kind of results. When you do, this is a possible outcome. I know people thought I was crazy when I said NVIDIA was more valuable than Amazon. Amazon does ship more packages. But if you're getting 50% of all money that comes in to stay in your business and you have six major clients that are paying you, like how much did Meta pay recently to NVIDIA? The last quarter, he said that they were buying over 300000 So I think the revenue uh, or the spend was around eight to ten billion. So that's four billion just tucked off from Z from Zuckerberg. Quick to pass up Zuckerberg and the single day gain in terms of market cap. Like um, I don't know what else there is to say. Like, are they more valuable than Apple and Microsoft yet? M not yet. Will they be? They probably will pass them and come back down. Will they dip? Yes. There's a correction every week, every day, every month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They, they should come back down to the 600s at some point. But I have them get into 1030, 70 within, I don't know, 8 to 13 months. That, that's so my ultimate target for them. Your price target is uh, 1,070, you said? Uh, $30.70. In 8 to 13 months? Yep. Yeah, so I mean, not far off from when Loop Capital raised their their price target to to twelve hundred. We, we saw a bunch of people. Why are we talking about Luke Longley? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Shout out to Luke Capital. I can't offend all connections this year. So shout out to Luke Capital. I love y'all. <laughs> shout, shout out to, to Dara. Luke shout out to Meta. Who else I got a shout out? There's a few others. I thank y'all for bleeping our boy name out too. You gotta keep. Oh, uh, protect the brand. <laughs> At all costs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the upside is still there, right? So when we, we're we're talking about a stock that has, I mean, gone up two hundred and forty three percent last year, it's mm -hmm. up over fifty percent this year, and it still has bright days ahead of it. Is it an indictment on Nvidia or the rest of the market that the rest of the market is not producing results? products or services that people actually want it's not a sexy business they started in gaming they made a transition they delivered every single time i don't know what he likes to do in his spare time i don't know who he's dating i don't know uh, uh his thoughts on dogecoin so when i see a focus ceo we should be having the same conversation about elon jensen doesn't have 42 kids running around the bahamas and everywhere else this is what happens when a, when a CEO is focused. And also, too, I think it's a great lesson. When you have a moment, kind of like what we did with Market Monday, it's like when, once we got an opportunity, man, we strangled the life out of it. They're taking full advantage of the missteps of a micron. I know people get tired of me beating up on IBM and Intel. I don't care about that dumbass crypto partnership they have. They If they were focused, they could be here. Texas Instruments, they, they have a great business. But they could have also been in a spot. I think this is more of a revelation of what happens when a company is incredibly focused on one mission, one goal. And we don't see a lot of infighting in NVIDIA. Everyone's focused on one mission. And that is, as a result, stock is going parabolic.
Yeah. If I've made you money, please put yes in chat and please join Stock Club. A rising tide lifts all boats. It has lifted the entire economy. <laughs> right? mm -hmm. The Nasdaq was up 460 points. 460, right? Think about how it traded early last week. It was down Monday, it was down Tuesday, even Wednesday. Nvidia pulled back, right? Got under 670, right around that number. Yeah. And then Thursday happened after they were reported. And not only did the NASDAQ rise 400, but you saw a TSM rise. You saw all the semis rise, right? You even saw, and we talked, you said Palo Alto, but even Palo Alto that dropped 29% the day before was yeah. up 2%, right? So, yeah. This we used to look at Apple like that, right? It was like, well, how will Apple's earnings uh, look, and what would that mean for the economy, and what will it do? And now, quickly within twelve months, that is now turned into yeah. Nvidia. Every quarter, it's going to be indicative of the market on how they report their earnings. So, kudos to Jensen. We said top two last year, or oh, oh, like early this year, right? We said top two, maybe not yeah. two. Uh, number one. Number one, hands down, good CEO of the year, um, yeah. for 2024, hands down. So, already, <laughs> and, and I know people are asking, What's the next NVIDIA? There is no next, you have to find another sector. Well, what's the next market Mondays? The ones that tried failed, a spiritu santo. Yep, zoom to me, <laughs> the ones that tried fail, respectfully and humbly. So now, if you want to find which one is going to be the next it thing, you have to go rotate to another sector. This is when sector rotation does matter. And look for an up-and-coming company that's been public maybe five or six years that can have a breakthrough technology. When I was getting my um, trading computer built, every person that I knew was recommended NVIDIA. Um, AMD was secondary. That told me a lot. Everyone who was in game and already knew about the power of NVIDIA. So if you want to find the next NVIDIA, it's probably going to be in another sector. Please start searching tonight. I will look at some international markets. It's probably not going to be a utility company. It has to be something correlated with tech or healthcare to get your gain, and you'll be good. I mean, Ian, I, I would argue, and maybe, I mean, you've said it plenty of times. Is is, is Lily not positioned to, to have that type of run? I, I think that's the one. If they And if they get two more blockbuster drugs, oh, and imagine if they get a drug that people actually want and they're favorable towards. Like, pharma is not favored upon they probably would be the most favorable but if they are in a vilified industry and they come out with a anti-dementia anti-diabetes medication that actually works and don't have adverse effects they, they could possibly hit a home run so yeah i mean if you look at the run that they've been on i mean if, if you didn't know anything about investing you didn't know anything about reading a chart if you pulled up Eli Lilly's chart and you looked at it, you would say, I think that company's good. <laughs> yeah. I think they're performing. Generational talent. Like, like we'll talk about it in sports all the time. Like uh, Lamar Jackson, generational talent, right? Patty Mahomes, generational talent. LeBron, generational talent. Kyrie, Wimbyama. Like, there are certain companies that are going to have an era where they just dominate. NVIDIA's walking into theirs. Apple had it for 20 or 30 years. You can't fight those trends. So, no. yeah. Either get on board or get left behind. Yeah, that would be an example. If you have to take a picture of a chart and what it should look like, if it's positive, you took pick the 10 year chart for Eli Lilly from 2014 Insane. to present day. It, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous from what, what's it down here? It's $59 to nearly yep. 800 I mean, that's 10 years. 
Not gonna vibe. Hold for ten. <laughs> Easy. I know it's boring and done. Hold for ten. But if you hold for ten, you won't have to go buy a fake Rolex off Canal Street. For those of you who don't know, those bags and watches are real. So <laughs> newsflash. <laughs> it's not about the money y'all changed and got Hollywood. Bro, just hold for 10 years. So you could be Hollywood too. <laughs> Hollywood Hulk Hogan. <laughs> With the black beard, that was <laughs> legendary. That was a wild era, yo. <laughs> legendary time. Okay, um, so what do you think about Amazon uh, being added to the Dow, and um, is it significant to the Dow Jones and to the stock market that Amazon is now part of the Dow Jones? Absolutely. Um, I think th the way that the Dow has been structured for the longest time may need to change. Um, there are some companies in the Dow that probably need to be replaced three or four years. Um, I know they have their process. Kudos to Dow Jones Incorporated. We'll love to be a board member. So if you have room for three more seats, let us know. But um, I think it's going to definitely help the stock. Uh, while NASDAQ has run up a lot, Dow Jones has not had the same parabolic effect. And I know that the Dow 30 it's weighted to give you a lot more safety, but I think they've missed out on some of the better companies that should be in the indexing. Um, so I do like this move. It definitely, I think, will bring a lot more uh, eyeballs on Amazon on the institutional side. You think it helped the Dow? I think so. For for the for the laggard investor, yeah, who is still maybe like anti tech because they were big on utilities or oil and gas for the last like for for sixty through eighty. That laggard crowd, yeah, it'll definitely put them in some different funds that they wouldn't have been in before. That's a good point. I, I wasn't thinking about the the, the laggard crowd. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I mean, technology. When when you talk about the laggards, um, you gotta. We can't mention this story without saying who they replaced, right? So Walgreens, which was, I mean, when you talk about laggards, Walgreens should have been out, <laughs> right? It should have been out. So that that yeah. I get that part. Um, what does it do for Amazon? I'm not sure. I feel like being in the Dow for Amazon is 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 just a prestige thing. Now they're part of the, the Dow 30, right? It it feels like when you're an all pro, right? Like you're the greatest in the league, and here's the the proof. Like you've made it to the all pro team. Amazon's been great. It's the number one e-commerce company, and it's the number one out uh, cloud company, and they've moved into logistics, and they're going to move into healthcare. People already know what Amazon is. They they're very familiar with it. Does it help the the Dow from a weighted standpoint of having tech inside of it? Yeah, it's a great company. It it probably should have been there already. Um, but I I don't I don't. Does it help the stock itself? I don't know. I'm not. I don't. Look, I don't think so. Let's look at some of the companies that's in the Dow that should have been kicked out. Like this is Teddy <laughs> Bruschi list, right? Citigroup, Intel, Boeing, Merck. Dow itself is not going to be removed, but you could argue Johnson and Johnson. Amazon could have took auto slots. Yeah. Intel, IBM, get like get them both. Like it's the old guard. Elo out of here. Come on. Like, what are we talking about? That's like when um people argue that the like the players from the 1980s are more talented than the players today. I'm like, I don't know what basketball y'all watch, but I'm seeing kids in high school do stuff that Mitch Richmond couldn't do. And shout <laughs> to Mitch Richmond, I want to smoke. Just entertainment purposes only. This joke is written by DC Young Fly. Don't pull up on me, okay? Um, but like three, even 3M, IBM, 
Amgen, those could have been removed long ago by Amazon. You, I mean, you can make the case with Dar running Uber. They should be in the Dow 30. But yeah, just another interesting fact. And I don't, I don't know if this, this changes anything for Amazon, how they do business, but it joins Salesforce and Boeing as the only non-dividend paying stocks, right? So we've seen that happen. We saw Meta, you know, buy shares back and they decide to have dividends. Will Amazon do something similar? Who knows? Um, but that, that's, that's that. an interesting fact to know. Yeah, Boeing needs to replace some doors, the CEO <laughs> and off the Dow list. <laughs> So let's let's do this. All the above. Let's let's do this before we, before we bring our guest on because, you know, we we talk about like topics a lot. But um, what is some what's what's the advice that you would give somebody as far as investing? Like, what's some gems that's evergreen that um you can give that's not like topic related or individual stock related? Um, find the sector that you love to invest in the most. So if you Big in the technology, big in the healthcare, let's say even utilities. Uh, find a, Number one, find a sector that you love to invest in that you're going to put money in for 10 years. Invest in the top two. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, I would argue, unless your business is growing 100% year over year, you should put 40 to 50% of your capital into the market because you're going to get a higher yield than what you're getting out of your business. Um, and then... I think the most important thing is to not listen to anybody else on this journey. Cause then I think we go down the rabbit hole of should I do options, futures, warrants, day trading, penny stocks. It's like, if you just stay focused on a path and put money into the stocks that are winning every month, you're going to be a lot better. Like we've been doing a short show for four years. Got to figure out what to do to celebrate. Right. But for those of you who have been here since the beginning, have you made more money holding on long-term or trading? Most people have made more money long term. So the tips are really simple, um, but it's really hard to do in terms of execution. And I think you should read every single day to get an edge in the market. Like when I'm reading a book, uh, article, YouTube video, I'm trying to find one thing to give me an edge to add to my like investment bag that I didn't have the day before. So I want to be like the Kyrie. I want to do the crazy layup. So if I see derivatives fall, I want to look at the Nikkei to be able to go long and know that. When they had to drop in 1984, it took them six or seven years to be able to recover. And when they've been in this parabolic move to the upside for 10 or 15 years, look to add one thing to your bank every day to make you a bit better investor. And the rest is history after that if you do it. The hardest part is just sticking to the rules and not deviating. Stay disciplined, my friends. So how much can somebody expect to, to earn in the stock market if they if they are just starting out or even if they like seasoned? What's a realistic number that you can say, okay, this is this is I'm doing good if I'm if I'm hitting this number? That's a great question. Um low end seven to twelve percent. Um trading and investing has considerable risk, but if you listen to me, you'd be ranging anywhere from thirty to hundred and fifty percent. How much are you guys up on NVIDIA? Everybody put it in chat. Apple, Microsoft, AMD. You notice in the review videos, they don't clip that part up. I had a dude tell me the other day that he's never seen anybody said that they've made money with me. Really? Rashad, I, Rashad, I felt like you when, when they start commenting about the watch thing. I'm like, what? what is going on with the internet? We just making up lies now. You can talk about my tonality. You can say I'm gruff at times. I'll agree to all of that. But, um, yeah, 30 to, to 80%. And if you're holding a technology stock that's like best of breed over five or six years, on average, you, sh you should expect about 200 to 300% return. And any analyst will tell you that at Citadel, JP Morgan, Piper, 
um, UBS Citadel. So you take it seven to twelve. That's better than a savings account. Big facts. <laughs> you take it. Big facts every time. And to, to play devil's advocate, how much could you lose? Hypothetically, worst case scenario, listen to me, you may lose 30 to 50% on square. But for the other 45 I gave, see, I'm learning. Ah, media training. Accountability. I'm not perfect. No one is, but I'm working. The so when's the best time to invest in, in stocks? Every month. Like, the, like, absolute best time is depression, recession, second best time. If the market drops 20%, like even when Paula Alto, some people was asking me about it, I'm like, well, if you loved it at the price it was at before it dropped thirty percent, why would you love it now? Why? Loved it when it doubles. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you should love it more now. Um, and then every month or week, the market is going to correct for a stock four to five percent. Just buy every single month, and you'll be a okay. Now yeah. it's the same thing. By actually, okay, if you build a successful media company, how often do you got to record? I actually, hey, what you doing today? Business as usual. Like it's almost offensive when I ask y'all what y'all doing for the day. <laughs> working. <laughs> what are you doing? Work. You sit, yeah. You, you work. Yeah. Go work. Great. We're always working. Playing, coming up with ideas. Like it's it's about the consistency. And once you do that, it's game set match. Yeah. It that emotional. There's an emotional piece to it too, right? Like and, and yes, we tell you to stay patient, and nobody's gonna time this, but. When you do see a pullback, when you see a correction, like when you saw what happened last week leading up to, to the earnings, when it was like, oh my gosh, they've been saying NVIDIA, and now NVIDIA is down to 670. Well, that's why it's going to be fine. You got to be in place. You have to be, you have to take the, take the initiative, right? Mm -hmm. Educate yourself. Try to learn something every day. Okay. Put yourself in position. That's the real game, yo. Just put yourself in position so that when things like, what happened on Wednesday take place, you're in proposition to take advantage of it rather than being on the sideline saying, man, I should have. Oh, man, I should have. Oh, man, I should have. Yeah, you're right. You should have, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. Let's be a warning to you. And then if you're not disciplined, you bought a fake Rolex, and then you got to buy the girl who day trading at night. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick your life, kid. It's up to you. If y'all don't listen at this point, I don't even dirt you. It don't even matter. It's Please, all going to work out. You got to pick your poison, my boy. The poison of being consistent or the poison of regret. It's up to you. It's up to you. It is up to you. Could, could you imagine if we ruined $15 billion like worth of gains in the five-year period, what would be done to us? Y'all seen the article? How much? $15 billion. Who was that? We're not going to say. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. Sure I can't burn right. every bridge. <laughs> yep, I'm learning. That's a fact. When you burn a bridge, it's hard to walk over. Big facts. I still need that bridge too. So you gotta walk on water. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> you gotta walk on water at that point. Yeah. All right. So um let's talk about before we bring our guest on, let's just talk about the um Capital One Discover situation and yeah. i know we talked about it last week but um let's let's revisit that conversation because i think yeah why why is capital one deal with discover a big thing in the credit card world in, in your opinion yeah so if the deal gets approved um i found this fascinating capital one would leapfrog jp morgan hi jamie 
Hi, JP Morgan. As the biggest credit card company by loans, and they solidify their position as the third biggest by purchase volume. So when we look at global debt, um, we have a crisis no one is talking about that a lot of Americans are living off of their credit cards. And I saw the post that you had made maybe four or five days ago about how much global debt we have. But in every disaster or moment of chaos, there's a benefactor. And with Capital One buying Discover, this is a part I didn't think about. If I was the CEO of Capital One right now, knowing that I have all of those assets or loans and I have all those credit cards coming into our book of business, they're probably going to double the amount of revenue that they have coming in over the next five or six years just by that acquisition alone. So uh, there's that business quote, like if you're at the table and you don't know who's the sucker in the game, it's usually you. <laughs> I think they made a great move to acquire a fledgling, I mean, it's hard to call it that when it was acquired at such a high amount, but like a, a fledgling credit card brand to put under their umbrella to draw in more revenue. Um, it's one of the finance companies that I actually like outside of the big institution. So I think they'll see a pop over the next four or five years as a result. But the amount of, if just like in the same sentence, if I think Americans' health is going to get worse, pharma will go up. If I think Americans are going to have more debt over the next four or five years, then Capital One is pretty much a good trade and they made a, a good acquisition from Discover in, in this move. Yeah, taking advantage of the landscape, right? You you, you yep. look at the land, you see where this is moving. You look at the delinquencies, right? You look at the the amount of people who are in debt, the amount of credit card debt there is. You try to figure out where you can position yourself to make sure that your business can take advantage of it. It's no different than when JP Morgan looked at uh, regional banks and said, hmm, they're failing. This yep. could be a new customer base. We should probably acquire them. They did. They got more customers in. That means more money into the bank. That means profits are going up. So mm -hmm. you look at the landscape and you try to take advantage of it any, at, at any opportunity. But you make the smart move. And so I think it's a good move. I like the you move. You did a great job. Yeah. You did a great job. Um, Richard Fairbank, who is the CEO, maybe we need to try and get him and his CEO visa on one episode um, so we can have like y'all Ice for Vezo and Ha Ha Davis uh, type vibe. So, um, but I, I, it's definitely a great move, especially when banks are not doing well. They they are going to benefit from this for sure. Yeah. So we have a guest. Yeah. So, you know, the power of relationships and the power of networking is very important. We always talk about it. And I got a, a phone call and an email to go with it um, from our dear friend Omni, who is uh, the chief of staff over at Visa Partners, Robert uh, F. Smith's uh, capital uh, venture capital firm. And he said, private, 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 I'm sorry, private equity firm. And he said, there are two women that you need to meet. Um, they're on a, a credible mission to help educate people in the world of, of finance, which is a similar mission to what we've been on. And they are professors at Yale. I said, of course we have to meet them. And then I got to meet these two, these two women, uh, Ebony Reed and Louis Story. And they told me about a book uh, that they're coming out with, uh, that they're going to get into. We'll talk about a little bit more. Um, but the interesting part is that Market Mondays plays a big role in their story. Um, they have uh, people that they've been following to write the book about. And one of the things that uh, a guest said was, you know what, there's these guys that you need to check out. Um, and they're called Earn Your Leisure. And they have a show called Market Mondays with Ian Dunlap. And they're the first people that actually told me about financial education. So I said, this story is too good oh, wow. to be true. We have to talk to you about the book and the premise of it and some of the studies that you found because 
obviously when you're creating a book, you're doing a lot of research and you're getting a lot of analytics. Sometimes some things that the general public haven't seen unless they get the book. So we have the privilege of having them on. I'm excited for it because, you know, anytime we get to learn, it's, it's, it's a really a privilege. So let's bring them up. Hi. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Good, Good evening. Thank you for having us. Thanks yeah, for having us. I, yeah, I'm, I'm available for bookings for intros going forward. Well, I just want to follow up on the story, Tori, you were sharing to, to truly give you guys the praise uh, for, this, for this anecdote because um, so our book follows seven different Black Americans and Ebony will tell you even more about our book, but just on this one nugget that Troy just shared, um, one of our people told us in 2021 about Earn Your Leisure and Market Mondays. And back in 2021, I'll remember she said, um, don't judge me, but I'm in crypto. And she told us that she was proud of her crypto and she had her crypto and she's working really hard to bring up the wealth of her family. Um, lots and lots of steps she's taking to really be responsible, careful, invest, make the right moves to bring up the wealth of her parents and her family. And um, so anyways, 2022 fall comes around and you guys know what happened to crypto. And I talked to her about every two weeks. So I, I call her up and I was like kind of nervous to ask her, but I said, oh, are you, you know, are you okay? And we're journalists, so we don't give people financial advice. So I wouldn't tell her to get in or out of something, you know, but I, I just said, are you, are you okay? I know you've had a lot of crypto. And she goes, oh yeah, my boys, Earn your leisure, they had me covered. They told me to sell out of that months ago and I'm great. So anyways, that really, that story really stuck with us. For shizzle, um, we appreciate it. <laughs> so um, let's start this conversation. Uh, you ladies are professors at Yale, Yale University? Yeah. Yeah, Ivy League. Um, Bring course. So you write a book about the racial wealth gap and uh, the 15 cents on a dollar, how Americans made the black white wealth gap is that that's the name, right? It is. So just let's just break that down. So 15 cents on the dollar, explain that. And then also in detail. And then let's also talk about how America made the, the wealth gap. Cause a lot of times, like I think people, you know, just think that it just happens by accident um, or people aren't fully educated. That's why they're making less money or they don't work hard. That's why they're making less money or they have bad spending habits. That's why they haven't um, accumulated wealth. Uh, even though we've talked about a variety of different things from redlining to discrimination to a variety of different factors that go into play here. But you guys are the experts. You are the Ivy League college professors. So you're you're extremely intelligent people. So maybe if they hear it from you, they'll have a better understanding. So can you explain that? Sure. Well, 15 cents on the dollar is the black white wealth gap. So that is the title of our book. And um, this comes from federal data that was released last year. It's a consumer survey that the Federal Reserve release every three years. And that data point tells us the typical wealth that a black family has in comparison to a typical white family. So, so the black, a black family, when you say 15 cents to a dollar, mm -hmm. a black family has 15 cents to every white dollar or are they earning 
15 cents to every white uh, person that's earning a dollar? That's a great question. So the wealth is what you what you have, what you hold. It, it can be influenced by your earnings, but the income gap is a separate topic. So, okay. And so can you also explain how America made, made that possible? Yes. I mean, in our book, which we hope that everyone, um, you know, will read, we go all the way back, you know, to the 1800s. So we conducted almost 400 interviews. We focus on seven black families. They range in their economic experience and spectrum. We trace their family trees back five to six generations. And so in doing so, we go back and we we address, you know, slavery and redlining and discrimination and other things that have happened over the decades and over the hundreds of years in the United States that created the black white wealth gap. And I just want to chime in. We very specifically decided the subtitle would be how Americans made the black wealth gap, not how America made it, because people take actions. It's, it's, it's actions that people have taken. So how Americans made the black way wealth gap and, and the book you really, really see through these stories. Um, we have looked at the entire black white wealth curve going back over 160 years. And we've identified the things that have happened through every different decade that have had the biggest impact on the wealth, not converging into equality. It's still very far from equality today. So what are some of the, what are some of the yeah. things that I just want, I just want the audience to use fully aware. So we know redlining, that's one thing, right? Um, the Freedmen Bank, when, when slavery, when slaves were first freed and then they put their money into the bank and then they got, it was a Ponzi scheme. That's, that's, I would assume that that would be one thing. Yeah. Um, I would assume that, uh, you're, doing, Matt, you're doing pretty well. I think you could write our book. You're doing well. well. I mean, we know a thing or two. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> so some other things, those historic events are a big part of it. And of course, we also covered um, things like the attacks in the Greenwood district of Tulsa, Oklahoma, which happened in many different black business districts around the country. Um, but we also get into industry practices the way that pricing is carried out, for example, in the insurance and banking industry, and we write about how it came to be that risk-based pricing was integrated into industries and how that in some ways perpetuates um, differences and a lack of equality among racial groups. And so we, we, we go through some of those different things, different industries um, as well. We also insurance as well and what happened in the insurance market and why it was first introduced and who it benefited. And um, and we look at that as well. You know, there's eminent, eminent, eminent domain, student loans. Um, you know, it just it goes on and on. The GI Bill, people get equal access. We very much cover also things that happen to black Americans and things that happen to white Americans. We are a white and black pair of authors. And this is um, a gap between two populations and a gap occurs both when um, people um, are held back from enjoying opportunities or held back from doing things, but also when, for example, white people were given more benefits to things over time that black people didn't receive, that also create this gap. So we talk about, for example, different land grant programs um, that benefited uh, white Americans more. So we really cover, you know, um, a large range. You will learn a lot uh, from the book. And the other thing I think the book 
does for people, no matter your racial background, is it makes you start thinking about which of these things in history did my family benefit from or not? And it doesn't go straight down racial lines. There are Black Americans, for example, who did benefit from things that other Black Americans didn't. And there are white Americans who didn't get the opportunities that a lot of white Americans did. But you can kind of trace your own family tree and it gives you a much more nuanced understanding of your family's financial history. Yeah. An example of that would be the GI Bill. So in our reporting for this, you know, we were tracing a family um, where the GI Bill didn't benefit that family. And in my conversations with one of my aunts, she said, you know, well, Ebony, that's how our family got into some of our early home ownership. Your grandfather used the GI Bill. So, um, so yes, it's very nuanced. Right. So Ebony, just to close that point, Ebony realized while a lot of Black Americans did not get the GI Bill, and we write about that in the book, there were exceptions and her own family was an exception. exception. So that's why it's nuanced. It's not the same. Not everyone has the same exact story, but there are generalities and patterns. Yeah. When we talk about home ownership and when you speak of the GI Bill, we know that that's one of the, the greatest assets you can have in, in, in wealth creation, right? A, a home that is bought in the 50s appreciates over time. It's passed down, hopefully, and generational wealth can be created from the equity that's in that home. We talk about the stock market here. Obviously, this is Market Mondays and the disparities and what we've seen over the past five years is encouraging, right? With 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 black men being uh, the leading group of uh, people who are opening brokerage accounts, very encouraging. But there's a piece in the book that you talk about um, a gap that I haven't heard much about of, and I, I would love for you to educate us on, and that's the widow gap, um, because I don't think that's something that's. I mean, I've never heard anybody talk about it. I know it's personal to you, Ebony. Can you elaborate on the widow gap? And I guess as she's doing that, Louise, I guess, could you touch on the the housing crisis gap? Because these are two intricate things um, that I know both affect you both in a different way. Sure. So um, the black-white widow gap, let me start by saying that black people are 16% more likely to be widows than white people. And that's widows and widowers. So I'm talking about men and also women. Um, and that comes from census data that um, tells us when we look at the percentages, you know, that if you're, if you're white, um, it's 8.9%. And if you're black, it's 10.4% that you're um, categorized, self-identified as a widow. One woman that we did interview for our book, um, she lost her husband in 2021 and, um, and she really economically struggled after his death. Um, and so I want to touch upon this because um, people are impacted differently depending on their marital status. And so, um, and this is also something I want to point out that doesn't just impact older people. You know, I used to think of widows as it's like something that's just for older people, but there are younger people that are also impacted. And this is um, particularly um, unique for Black Americans because we tend to have a lower marriage rate, whether that is that we have a part, our longtime partner that we haven't married or we intend to get married and haven't gotten married yet. And if that person passes away before we are married, then there are additional financial impacts that um, the person may experience. And so um, a couple of things that I, I wrote down, if I look down, it's only because I don't want um, to miss anything because I think this is really important and I really want your audience you know, to know. One of the things that they can do 
if they are not married, is to have a will and a trust. And this is so very um, important because otherwise your parents, your siblings would be your heirs. And while it may not be your intention to leave your partner without any resources, that could be the impact. If you don't have money for a lawyer, I, you know, I've encouraged, you know, my friends, you know, to look at legal services. And one of those could be a legal plan at your job. Um, that is a service that I had signed up for and had used and it had benefited, um, you know, my late fiance and I um, understand your tax situation. You know, people who leave money behind to their spouses, they pay a lower tax rate. And if you're not married and someone leaves you behind their retirement account, it is taxed in a different way and you're considered a non-spousal inheritance. And I will just tell you, you know, that was also a very difficult conversation for me to realize and to have um, with my financial advisor. Um, I encourage people to consider life insurance. I am not, you know, a financial advisor, but I want people to know that you can get life insurance um, to benefit a partner or a loved one, even if you're not married to that person. And if you buy property together, it's really important that you take possession of that property in a way that will pass to the other owner, your partner, if that's what you intend. So I hope that those um, tips are, you know, are helpful. And Troy, you're right. You know, I did lose my partner um, in 2021. And some of these things on this list, many of these things we did um, because I had used the legal plan at my job and um, I was able to be protected in some ways that other um, widows who are not married may not be. Question for you. Um, going back to your example of 2022 and crypto, there's a feeling in our community as soon as we get into crypto or stocks or investing, that the market tends to collapse. Um, in this data, have you found that rich people are at the end of the spectrum trying to keep this gap wider? Or is that something that is a little bit more conspiratorial? Well, the biggest reason that this gap is staying as big as it, it is, and I would love to just give you a few figures through history so people can understand where we've been and where we are. Um, it'll just take one second. Um, right after the Civil War, um, Black Americans had 1.8 cents on the dollar compared to white families. And then that went up to 6.7 cents, you know, around the 1900, went up to 9.6 cents on the dollar um, in the, in the mid 1900s. It actually went up to 22 cents on the dollar in the early 1990s. And now it's at 15 cents on the dollar. So um, just to let people know, 15 cents on the dollar, um, it hasn't moved around so much when you look at it overall since about 1980. Um, it's The gap has been kind of staying in place. And the biggest reason for that is because of what has happened in the stock market, which you all alluded to earlier, um, increases in stock market wealth have benefited white Americans more than black Americans because more white Americans own stock than black Americans. And the stock market has gone up a lot. And as you know, um, stock and ownership things, capital is taxed differently from income. So there is preferential tax treatment from the U.S. government for people making money off of owning things like stock. And so 
that's one of the biggest reasons it's staying in place because Black Americans have acquired more homes. There still is a home ownership gap, but they have acquired more homes than they used to have. But the, the, the stock ownership and the ownership of assets um, is really what hold, holds the gap in, in place today. So you, your classes that you teach in, at Yale, um, what exactly is the class that you teach? And uh, what's the, the data points that you teach in regards to the book um, in your actual class that, you, that you're teaching young people? Well, it's an MBA class, and you all probably know at business schools, one of the main things they do in a lot of classes is case studies. Um, it's kind of classic from the like the Harvard case study, and every school has them. Yale, where we teach, has great case studies. And so our class covers the data of actually many different racial wealth gaps. We also cover the Latino white gap as well as the black gap with white Americans. We look at Asian Americans who actually... Um, a typical Asian household has more wealth than white Americans at this point. So that's a nuanced, different picture. Um, and then what we do is we go through history, talk about moments that affected these gaps the most, but every week the class does case studies about what companies or industries could do differently to affect the gap differently. So for example, one industry that we look at is the auto insurance industry. And the auto insurance industry um, actually prices the car insurance in part based on the zip code where you live. So it's not priced based on the race of the owner, but you know that people tend, in, within zip codes, there tend to be sometimes more of one race than another. And if a zip code has higher crime, auto insurance companies generally charge higher prices on the auto insurance there. So basically a higher crime area where people would have less money and they're struggling to even rent that car or buy that car. Now they've got to pay more on their auto insurance than people in a wealthier area where there's less crime. So in that case study, the class talks about, is that fair and equitable? And if you wanted to change that, how would you change it? How could companies price it differently? Is there a role for government to defray the cost? What are the, you know, what are the reasons that it's priced that way and how might you change it? So that's an example of a case study we do. This, this is a, uh, it feels like a passion project, right? Ebony, you work for uh, the Detroit News and, and Luis, I know you spent some time uh, as a journalist covering Goldman Sachs. So I wonder in this, the case study that you guys are doing, right, these seven families, what are some of the common themes that you're noticing amongst these families, right? What, do you, what are some of the similarities? What are some of the traumas? What are some of the things that you're seeing that are consistent uh, throughout the families that you've studied, and I guess overall in our communities? Yeah. So the black-white wealth gap we see through the lives of these seven families that it intersects with so many things in society. You know, these families these individuals, they were dealing with the student loan crisis. Some of them were dealing with the criminal justice system. Some of them on the civil side were dealing with bankruptcy you know, issues. They were dealing with unemployment, entrepreneurship. So all of the things that are happening in our society, access to capital. Um, you know, I have a, a, a friend who says to me from time to time that um, wealth in Black families sometimes goes 
um, like like this, if you can see my hand, because you're often trying to help other relatives um, where things are not necessarily passed always vertically, if that if that makes sense. Um, I think the million dollar question that everyone wants to know tonight in the audience is, do you think because we often hear the stat that by 2053, um, the collective wealth of African-Americans will be at zero. Do you think we'll be able to ever bridge the gap or is it too little too late? It depends how you calculate it. Um, we've done all these different calculations looking at the trends in the government data around the black white wealth gap. And if it continues on pace with how it changed the last three years, what will happen if it continues on pace from the past 20 years? And at these paces, we're talking like 100 years um, before the gap would be closed before a typical white family would have the same amount of money as a typical black family. Um, so it's it's a long time off unless there are leaps and bounds and and changes. And, you know, I, I know a lot of what you, you all talk on here is people changing the way they invest, changing the way they think about their money. And, you know, if enough of that happens, um, that could have an impact. Because again, as I said earlier, one of the single biggest factors in the gap is that white Americans have been investing their money differently than black Americans. And so a change in that would have an impact. Um, but if there are no changes in the way people invest, no changes um, in home ownership, no changes in the other big things, um, it, it's at this pace, it's about a you know, hundred years. A hundred years. Well, we want to thank you guys. Thank you um, for, for coming in and, and definitely, yes. uh, you know, sharing the information and insight. And I'm sure that, you know, people will be looking at your book and, um, you know, looking to get more um, on this topic, something that we've been talking about for a long time. So, um, you know, keep up the great work. And uh, yes, if you ever need us to, yeah. to be guest lecturer. I mean, we'd love, here. we'd love to have you. And I don't want people to think it's just a downer because the 100 years thing. We're really glad to connect with you all. All right. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate, appreciate you. Have a good night. Thank you. Amazing. Take care. A hundred years. hundred years. Well, you man. know what I did appreciate? She didn't, she didn't lie. She didn't, she didn't run from it. Yeah. She yep. didn't try to make up a number like, well, no, if we, if we, if we do this, then everything will be solved by 2040. She's like, no, it's, it's, it's no. nothing to really do to solve it. It's going to take a hundred years. Maybe, so. maybe a hundred. And good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Market Mondays. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, that's why, you know, when we spoke about this uh, report in the Washington Post and Strahan brought it up with us um, at GMA. It is encouraging, but there's so much more work to go. Right. Having a Absolutely. brokerage account is great. Having money in that brokerage account is more important. Different. Yeah. <laughs> right. Having 100 percent or having 95 percent or 99 percent of African-Americans investing in the market is even better. Right. If we're talking about the the pillars that are driving the gap, and she, I mean, she did allude to it. If you look at the stock market from 1985 until present day and look at the growth of it over time, mm -hmm. who owns the companies that are on the market? Right. And when you look at the wealthiest people in the world, well, how do they get their wealth? They own, they have ownership in their company. They have stock in their company. How are the other people accumulating wealth? Well, they have ownership in land. They have ownership in property. So, so let me just um, say something because she said that the driving force was um, stocks, and we always talk about and buying stocks and then you know 
you said something I just wanted to correct. So you said that um, black men are the leading drive. It's just black people. Black too, people. Because I don't want to alienate women. Because yes. women obviously yeah. play a major part in that. Thank you for correcting. But um, so technically, we're, we're assisting and pushing the culture forward. Um, Literally. Yeah. yeah. Can we and, wave? <laughs> so no nah, i mean it's real talk right i guess we're we're literally yeah. we're assisting and pushing the culture forward hated to love it um i mean they they teach at yale university which is one of the most prestigious colleges in the world and they're obviously very educated so they're saying that stocks is a big reason we won't just on good morning america that's a pretty reputable show if you've never heard of it you may have heard of um it. And they they um, said that, you know, black Americans are leading uh, new investors, not just us. Because when we posted on Instagram, it's like, well, who did you get your information from? How did you do the data? Da, da, da. I hate that. It's like it's sourced they, in the post. Yeah, I think he said something very important. man. He said when the hate doesn't work, why don't we try support? Well, it's not even just hate. I just want to just I just want to say so maybe if they so what I'm saying is that. Um, it's a way. It might not be the complete answer, um, but it's a way to help the situation, right? If more people are investing and the stock market goes up, now you have more money that you are wor worth because the money that you're investing is rising over the course of time. So, short little caveat. Yeah, but, I, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Not, I'm not saying people are, are hating, but what if people just supported the, the the initiative that there are people that are trying to help bridge this, who are actually taking action to combat this on a daily basis, on a weekly, on a monthly basis for the past five years? What if we actually just supported that, right? Because every door that we get in, we kick it down and we bring people through with us. Well, and it's plenty, and it's, I'm not just saying it's just us. It's not just us. There's plenty of people that are giving great information, but we got to really there's support a, each other and lift each other. Now, now I'm going to come in, come in and say there are a few, but let's not act as if this door wasn't kicked down and this wave started here. No, no, it's not plenty of people. But, um, I mean, but we, we, we have gotten support. That's important. Plenty. Uh, Everyone tuning in tonight. Yeah, Everyone who tuned yeah, in. So that's episode. important because... Um, but should there be more? Or oh, no? There's always... It could always oh, yeah. be more. There you go. It could oh, always yeah. be more. But um, you can't... You, you I can't, think we got the most underrated show in all of broadcasting. Look at... I look at it like this. It's... um, you Cults become culture. You have to have a, a core dedicated support group. So like we have 1.5 million followers on Instagram. Um, but a hundred thousand people consistently watch Market Mondays every single week, anywhere from eighty to hundred thousand people. Big facts. Those are the loyalists. So, out of the one point five million, one point four million are casual or ghost followers that might watch the Instagram, might comment, or might not even see anything because they're not even on the algorithm. Right, it won't be shown. Um, but that's okay because you don't need. A lot of people to change the world. You just need a small, dedicated group. That's the Marines. A small, <laughs> dedicated group, right? This is what we need a small, dedicated group of men and women that's disciplined. And those are the evangelists. And those are the people that will spread the message across the world. So, you guys that watch Market Mondays, 
have changed the world. You're our Marines. We greatly appreciate it. You are the select few. You're the chosen few, actually. And um, it is because of you, you're actually changing the world. Because we could we could yeah. say the message, but the message goes on deaf ears if nobody's listening. So you have taken it. Bigger than just listening. Also executed. You've taken action and executed. You've, yep. you've taken it and you've spread it. You've told your friends, you've told your colleagues, you've invested, you've shown your investments to people, and you have, in effect, helped change the world. So kudos to you guys. Shout out to my pandas. I love y'all. Shout out to all the earners. Love y'all. For sure. Uh, can we get a, get, get a monument somewhere? Self-praise. Perhaps. Self-praise is no praise. What? So... It's very important. <laughs> well, what you on today? Hold on. Wait, you called what? me out on the Steve Jobs. Right, I was with. What? What? what were we talking about? You don't agree with what? that? I've been telling you Yo. that for years. You We've been know. telling me that. If, if you if you don't praise yourself <laughs> first, nobody else will. Yo, Ian, we about to black out on them. <laughs> I'll black out. Black out part two. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Okay, but I thought you was gonna go shoot Shotty, but you came in uh, your 007 vibe today. I, I'm learning. Man kill. I got you. Got you. I got it. No. You see, with age comes wisdom. <laughs> yes. Hey. <laughs> Real quick. So um, let's talk about something that we haven't talked about in a while. So there was a major cyber uh, attack on um, pharmacies nationwide last week. Mm-hmm. And it caused a, a tremendous uh, disruption in, in the healthcare uh, <laughs> business. But this brings up a, a larger issue here. Of cybersecurity, major, a major, a, a major breach, mm-hmm. major breaches in cybersecurity have been happening. So, on the investing side, we haven't talked about cybersecurity investments in a while. Are those cybersecurity investments still good? Um, and if so, which ones? And you know, when we talk about chips all the time, with Nvidia and mm-hmm. Taiwan Semiconductor and AMD. Well, somebody has to protect the chip, right? It's like building a home, but you got to have an alarm system to actually protect your house. So yep. being that this AI boom is taking off, being that the, the can, semiconductor chip boom is taking off and um, everything is headed even more towards technology, what's the deal with this this cybersecurity situation? Um, which, which part should we end? I, Ian, I'll start with the numbers. Let's just do the numbers, okay. right? If we're talking about companies... Um, obviously we saw what happened with Palo Alto dropping by 30% after their earnings, but up until that point, they had tripled, right? They actually doubled, uh, their market cap, right? So they, you're talking about their revenue went up, up to $8 billion. Um, CrowdStrike tripled over the past year. Zscaler up 90%, HubSpot up 52%. So are these companies, companies that you shouldn't, you can invest in? Absolutely. The issue is in in kind of what sent all of the cybersecurity stocks falling down uh, last week was there's a shift that's happening. There's mm-hmm. a shift, right? So people are going from and companies are noticing that there might be a customer fatigue because when you see news articles like that and you see what happens with AT and T, the customer doesn't feel as protected. And so if customers stop spending, you're going to see a pullback. And I think Palo Alto's done something really really intelligent um and that 
I don't think people are saying that, right? When you see a company pull back 30%, it's like, wait, what, what's the intelligent piece? I think they're looking at the long-term game, right? For the short term, they're saying, CEO came out and said, look, there's customer fatigue. That's why there's a pullback, but we're changing the way we're doing business. We're not looking for customers specifically anymore. We're looking for more platforms. And so they're going from customer to platform revenue. And so you're going to lose some money because you're going to have less customers. But if you pick up more platforms, there's going to be more revenue because they're not just buying one product. They're buying two, three, four, five, six products in a bundle and you're selling that to a platform. And so you're gonna take some short-term losses, but there's gonna be long-term gains, right? And so if, if we watch their chart over the past, I don't know, since 2020, I mean, ridiculous. Like look, pull up that that, that chart, P-A-N-W, um, and you'll see right there. Uh, so are they important? Absolutely. Are those the four that are leading it? Yes, you can throw four in it in there as well, um, but they're definitely, especially in this AI economy. And that's why I said like AI is important. Generative AI is important. The protection in the ecosystem around it is equally as important. So these cybersecurity stocks become just as valuable. So when you see a company like NVIDIA have those earnings, the ecosystem benefits because if people are saying, oh, we're just getting started, they still want to go, those companies will thrive as well. Um, I'm going to take the other side of this argument. Um Palo Alto is not an A-tier stock. So even though the cybersecurity industry is important, the stocks do matter. CrowdStrike has done incredibly well, but they have a issue that no one is talking about. And they have a profit margin recession in their businesses. So even before he made that statement, um, if I look at um, Palo Alto, their profit margin is 6.38% tough um if i go look at crowdstrike this is befuddling to say the least um their profit margin is negative 8.18 percent so for every hundred dollars that comes in they're losing an additional eight bucks on top of that now of course got economies of scale can they turn it around yes but if i'm looking head up if i'm comparing it to other players in the space what i want to invest there long term no, the part that isn't talked about, I don't know where the attack came from, so I'm not going to go on my Alex Jones shit tonight and say that China did it, but I'm wondering where did this attack come from? AT&T went down last week for almost an entire day. No one knows where it happened, how it happened, who arranged the attack. So we have to be very mindful. So um, definitely keep crowds, uh, CrowdStrike on your watch list. Palo Alto on your watch list, but those profit margins have to improve dramatically. Like I don't want to invest in a company and for every hundred dollars that comes in, you're keeping six. Like I, I know kids that, that are flipping shoes or flipping gift cards for Fortnite who have a better profit margin than that. So are they important? Yes. But I can also say maybe in some of these instances, if they can figure out how to prevent some of these attacks, they'll get bigger. But they may have dropped the ball here. So is it a sector I like? Yes, it's okay, but it's probably eighth or ninth on my list. So let's talk about this, shall we? So um, Tyler Perry, our guy, InvestFest alumni, mm -hmm. um, billionaire, cultural icon, <laughs> Monique's favorite person. Top five. Uh, hey, my babies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> 
So, uh, <laughs> so, so Tyler Perry had big plans. Shout out to cultural millennials. I'm reading this off their page, but it was on other outlets as well. So Tyler Perry had big plans to expand his Atlanta studio, which we had the privilege of going to. It's amazing um, situation that he has in Atlanta. He had plans to expand his Atlanta studio with 12 new sound stages over four years, right? Mm. And the cost of that was going to be $800 million. So he's going to do $800 million upgrade to his uh, wow. studio. But now those plans are on hold. So he was extremely impressed by advances in artificial intelligence, especially OpenAI's Sora, um, a text-to-video model that debuted February 15th. Perry told The Hollywood Reporter on Thursday that seeing Sora's capabilities firsthand surprised him. <laughs> he mentioned how this technology could change his production process, no longer having to need to travel to locations and build sets. And, quote, jobs are going to be lost. So can we just play yeah. a video? Mike, I sent, I sent the video. Play it. So, Mike, cue the video. OpenAI has unveiled its new text-to-video model. It's calling it Sora. It generates videos up to one minute long based on whatever prompt a user types into a text box. Take this, for example. If you use the prompt, the camera directly faces colorful building in Burano, Italy. An adorable Dalmatian looks through a window on a building on the ground floor. Many people are walking and cycling along the canal streets in front of the buildings. This is what you get. Wow, look at that. We're done. I think it's time to hand in your resignation, everybody. They're just going to say, give me Sarah Eyes and Mike Sintoli and David right. Faber in digital form and, you know, have them top my stocks. Nah, um, no. garbage. It's garbage? <laughs> they couldn't, get it. They couldn't possibly get it accurate. Like, oh, no. this, they, this, is, this is the first. I mean, I what's this know. thing going to look like in two years, three yeah. years? So who does this displace, right? It's graphic designers want an, and video editors. You want another one? Let's see. We got another prompt here. Uh, step printing scene of a person running cinematic film shot in 35 millimeter. All right. But he's running backward on yeah, the treadmill. I can't now. quite figure out what it's that not is. not quite there yet. It's shot in 35 millimeter, though. It did it. I mean. Look, the problem is we already have this problem with deep fakes. Taylor Swift is up in arms about this. And we have, this is an election year. So for this technology to come to the fore when the U.S. and 60% of the world population is have, going to the polls, elections. like what, that is very scary. And Nick Clegg you, is going to join us next hour from Meta to talk about this. Yeah, well, I'm curious to hear what they say. They talk about watermarking, but there yeah, are so many different say, ways yeah. around these things yeah. that it does raise the real possibility. I mean, forget deep fakes. These are, they've got to come up with another word uh, at this point. I don't know, though. Did that Dalmatian look truly lifelike, like, like it was videotaped? Yes. Did it? I mean, I mean, yes. Yeah. For the first iteration of this, I think it's exactly. did. First right. iteration. You're calling. You're calling. The, calling out the Dalmatian. You can tell be. that that's not a real Dalmatian. I'm well. sticking. I'm sticking to my prediction. We're all done for. Okay, so that's the video that we posted on Instagram of uh, CNBC where they actually mm -hmm. showed it. I wanted people to actually because we could talk about it, but I think it's better for you actually to see it. The visual. So um, this is a king. When it comes to media, film production, you know, multi-billion dollar empire, 
and uh, put an $800 million project on hold, said that, let me rethink this thing, right? I could, it, it could probably be more efficient than me spending $800 million. I could just do this on my iPhone. Um, jobs will be lost. <laughs> yeah. Jobs will be lost. So what's the, what's the make of this? I, I feel like this is exactly what I said last week. Right, like I literally. Yeah, I called. I picked it on your pocket, and then you said it. I said, "Look, what happens when a producer puts a script in as the prompt and says, create Now, it right now it takes like ten minutes to to make the the video images, but imagine it when they actually get to speed that process up when they start using higher graphic GPUs, and that process could be sped up to five minutes. You could put an entire script. If you don't like the way it comes out now, there are some corrections like they showed, like if you the left foot gets merged with the right. There, there are some some errors, but that's just the first trial of it. You put an entire script in. This is what I want to come out, and it, you have a movie. Jobs are gonna be. I'm telling you, it's 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 a shakeup in the industry. What it does do, right, for Tyler Perry though, when I'm thinking of it, is like if I don't have to spend that money, now that's more revenue that he keeps or profit that he keeps from from the the mass money he's accumulated from his catalog and, and some of the things he's already done he actually mm -hmm. now gets to be more innovative in other areas as well so 800 million saved that's uh that's <laughs> love to see that man listen um when i first found chat gpt and i saw letting people go yeah, pan to me. I felt like Mr. Burns, right? Shadi, remember when I used to piss you off? Like, imagine if you could have replaced me with Sora back in the day and did the takes. You're like, Monique, it's over with for you, baby. You got to learn to quit. You want to upset Oprah and Tyler. You better get you a whole episode series. Uh, what, what is that called? A limited series with Shannon. It's over with. Well, I told you guys three or four years ago, we are in the age of automation. And here we are. Sora is beautiful. Now, of course, it has kinks to work out. You can only do it a minute at a time, but probably mm -hmm. in a year. If they even get it up to 30 minutes, look yeah. how much time you would say. Now we get to see Medea and out of space and Medea and Narnia. Oh, it's over with. Listen, and I've for all my creatives, every project that you bring to the table, you better know what that revenue multiple is. It's not just about the creative and the lens and the little solar flare you want to put in your edits. Y'all ain't Dennis. Shout out to Dennis, right? You have to figure out if I make this thing, what multiple am I going to get on in terms of return of money? Because if not, you're going to get uh, replaced. This is probably going to be bigger than Photoshop. Photoshop put out a lot of people in the business in the early 2000s on the video side. And don't waste we get our hands on Sora. Oh, my God. If we can make this all animated. And just voice it over, game set match. Y'all think blackout crazy now? We gonna have a blackout starlet dancers coming soon. And we fake. get our hands on sword. <laughs> hey, it was a deep fake. <laughs> no so, Bobby Altoffs. So as far as um, <laughs> as far as uh, OpenAI is OpenAI gonna become the biggest company in the world? One of I probably top five. It's gonna be a huge race between Nvidia. Probably TSM, OpenAI, and a dark horse. It's probably it some not, dark horse in Switzerland or somewhere. Yeah, I mean, of course, know, Microsoft is going to be in a race. Right, sure. they have to be right if they have forty nine percent of the company. Yeah, they, I mean, they would just. But I don't know how sustainable that forty nine percent of the company is, though, because OpenAI is going. They're going public, so if they go public, you you, you you're not going to be able. He's not that night. They're not going to be able to maintain forty nine percent ownership if the if the company goes public. 
Well, I mean, they have they're to. They're going to cash him out. Well, for sure. But I'm just saying that's that, going to yeah. be a big buyout. That has to happen. That's probably why he's trying to raise a trillion dollars. Seven, um, yeah. Because uh, it's impossible. They're not going to be able to maintain that much ownership if mm. the um, company goes. Does Shug let Tupac go? Shout, shout. We gonna talk. Shout to Marion. We gonna talk. Shout to Simon. Does Shug let Tupac go? No, now we gonna did. talk about the other side of capitalism. Yeah, go public if you want to, and let's see where that boy end up at. He'll be right there, Hudson. No, <laughs> come on. What are we, what are we talking about? No, I mean, if, you, if you're the CEO, if you're the CEO of, of what you even, I gave you the money you to allow come it? you and you want to leave. You so what happens is, so what happens is that sometimes you're forced <laughs> to go, you're forced to go public when the, yes. um when a company becomes too big, they have no choice but to go public, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so open AI is they're gonna at some point in time. They're going to be, even if they don't want to go public, they're going to be forced to go public. This is like our guest last week as far as um, the government has their hands in everything. So they, they, um, they're going to go public either by choice or by force. This is they, they're going public either way. If that's the case, why isn't the NFL going public? The NFL is nowhere near the size of, of open AI. No? What's the NFL's valuation? Like eleven and, and the NFL twelve billion isn't the NFL a nonprofit organization? Oh, the, the, that's the greatest finesse in business that with them and Rolex with the nonprofit play. <laughs> the nonprofit play. The nonprofit play. <laughs> when Drew told me, oh, shout out to my guy Drew who got married. When he told me that, he said, "Yeah, you know Rolex a nonprofit." I said, "They've been profiting since seventeen eighty six with the said, to this business day. structure to this business day. structure." I said, "Oh, baby, okay." Yeah. Open AI, I think Open AI is um, I mean, everybody was talking about before Open AI, everybody was talking about SpaceX going public. And SpaceX that's gonna be one of the big ones. That's gonna be, yeah. Yeah. Haven't heard I mean, if there's SpaceX. no actual space to go to when's the last time you heard anything about SpaceX? They just put out a, no, a higher valuation. Neuralink has gotten more press than SpaceX. I mean in the past two weeks, three weeks, yeah, but the, the valuation on SpaceX, but Stripe would be an example of a company that, hey, we thought that was going to go public. They missed the boat. They <laughs> now, now we passed the demonetization part, they shit the bed on timing. Yeah, but Stripe... Pro Stripe probably the worst move ever. Stripe is, a, is a, Stripe is a regular company that does one thing. It's a payment processing company and they, they do it. OpenAI is changing every single thing. Open uh, a, open AI is that. I'm just saying in terms in terms of Willie Mammoth. In terms of the highest IPOs in history, like this this company was on pace to be the highest IPO. It was them and SpaceX, and now they're not even going to be in the conversation. And they missed the bucket, yo. When I mean, them rates adjusted, so Open AI probably will be the most important company in in the world because if you look at artificial intelligence as the most important technology that's ever been created, they are have they have it in a stranglehold. So they already are the Apple. They're the Apple of, of AI, right? Um, so would they be that without Microsoft? Well, that's what I was going to really say. And they have Microsoft as a backer and and fifty percent owner of it, forty nine percent owner of it. So as artificial intelligence continues to take off, Nvidia is going to rise, but also Nvidia is limited as well because they they are product maker. OpenAI is. Infrastructure. Well, yeah, you can argue. You can argue. No, Nvidia yeah, is the infrastructure. Yeah, that they is are the, the road. Without the so tools. without their infrastructure, then you don't have the service. Open AI can't run. Okay. Now, if okay. we want to have a real conversation one day, we yeah. can talk about the about the AI bubble 
Ponzi. Well, so what's what's the uh, what's more valuable, Apple, or the chips inside of Apple? Because there's no there's no there's no Apple computers, iPod, tablet, uh, MacBook without the technology that runs it. But Apple is reign supreme because they are that, the that's galaxy. because of the eco that's open ai is different and that's what open ai is going through the same way that when nip said uh vertically integrated open ai is setting themselves up so they got chat gbt where you can do anything and everything it's it's, it's it answers all questions it, it writes movies for you whatever then they putting out the video so now you can actually talk it and now the video is going to be played. I'm pretty sure they're already working on the hologram situation. They're gonna they're gonna provide every single thing within the AI. If I get a hologram for all my babies in the background on blackout. Yeah. We go. Yeah, but even that's, even that's, that's what I'm saying. Play. In order to do those things at the high efficiency, you still need the company that can provide you, you with the infrastructure to do it. That's, that's like my, it's like just like this this right here. You need a company. They don't make the, the no, but they could have inside of they could have chose a, a few companies, right? They chose they chose. They are one of one, like they, like right. they are the crystal ball when it comes yeah. to. So like they, the in order to space. do it, you you kind of have to go to them and through them. Look, open AI. It be it, it open. Mark my words. Open AI in less than ten years will be the the the, the biggest company in the world. Mark my words. How how Microsoft owns forty nine percent? They're not going to own forty nine percent. I just I just went over this. They're going to dilute their oh, share. Okay. They're going to do you think Sam stays alive and stay in that CEO seat? When you say stay alive, what do you, what do you, come not on, the B, this, not like the BGs. This is market Mondays, not blackout. <laughs> <laughs> Even all that, I'm over being politically correct. I made people too much money to have to hold my tongue. Yeah, so they, 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 they and, bought that. And, and I'm gonna say this too to people yeah. like, yo, how you and Rashad talk like that? The platform is too big. What me, Rashad, and Troy got to say bigger than any platform y'all listen to. Excluding nobodies, their shit in shambles. If we're going to talk, I don't want to talk about the podcast, but I told y'all. But uh, oh, okay. See, the thing is, shout to Mandy. I'm proud of you <laughs> for whatever you do next. Right? I'm proud of you for whatever you do next. You deserve to elevate. I fuck with Mandy. I but I told y'all podcast. Adam next. Adam next. Hey, my boy, Spirit Santo. Right. <laughs> And Mandy about to do some big shit. Like, y'all sleeping on Mandy. I'm telling you, get that girl two months. Mandy about to be a movie star, Yo, right? Shout out to Mandy. But, it, but it's a birthday of the, podcast. Friend of the uh, alumni. I'm not holding my tongue for nobody no more. Y'all don't listen. <laughs> God was rich when I fucking came in. Then y'all want to go. No, shout out to her, though. Out of here. She's doing a lot. She she got a um a new situation. And uh, I know she's, she's executive producing some shows, too. So shout out to her. Mandy about to... <laughs> Dog, Mandy, a uh, workhorse. Shout out to Mandy. Like, so, but I say that to say, um, I don't think that Sam is going to stay in that seat as CEO and be able to walk away from Microsoft owning 49%. He has to have the blessing from Microsoft before well, that well, should happen. The thing about it is this, right? Now, now like, are they the most valuable? I hands down agree. It's like venture no capital. Question. It's like venture capital, right? You invest in a company, seed round early, and then with the expectations of them going public, and then when mm -hmm. they make their exit and they go public, then you make a boatload of money. So Microsoft is going to make boatload of money. It's gonna They're going to dilute Sam. <laughs> Relinquish the ownership. 
You've been deleted. They, they're gonna be like, "Yo, we want the other fifty-one percent." You've been deleted, right? So, uh, what's, so what's stopping Microsoft from doing that? What, what's stopping them? You can't just take percent. No, I'm not saying if if there was a if they structure something, they structure the deal to say, "Look, we know you have the other fifty-one percent. We can see where this is headed." They technically could, or unless it's something in the contract now where they it's not the a real problem. power move is to they keep it private. We can do what? What do you mean? If they structured ownership of the of the other uh 51% that's outstanding right so they have 49% now if they took total ownership of the Leviathan you can't it's not you can't Ukraine and Russia bro you can't just take ownership I didn't say take you, you got to structure a deal to buy yeah but that's going to be a trillion dollars that's what I'm saying so well how 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 do we know the, the valuation now right so if they got it at 10 billion what was that last year right if, mm -hmm. Is the valuation at a trillion today? And also, too, if I thought is it a trillion next year, I don't think he would be trying to raise that much, that much capital if he knew they were going public. It's coming. Trillion, <laughs> By next, like next year, maybe not next year, but it's oh. coming. Trillion dollar valuation. Open AI. Look, my no, no, no. Apple, Apple, Apple. It, it may happen end of this year. No, this is a, it. May happen end of this year. Money, I'm, I'm, money, that's what I'm asking. Money is not real no more. Like it took from the history of mankind, it took forever to get a trillion dollar company apple was the first trillion dollar company like last year two years ago in that now there's three trillion dollar companies within 18 months there's more than that money's not real no more like the amount of money that's being made and circulated like it so the open ai will be a trillion dollar company very soon for sure yeah. for sure put a, name, put a year on it for sure put like think about it I'll put a year on it how many years five years 18 uh, months Two, two years, <laughs> two months. Okay, think about that. I'm not. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm like, okay, that's took, interesting. From from the time, let's say modern history, right? It took 150 years for a, one company to reach a trillion dollar valuation, and then within 18 months, there's three there's three companies with a trillion dollar valuation. Amazon, Google, they it's at 80 billion now as of yeah. six days ago. So five. So there's five companies with trillion dollar valuations. What's yeah. Saudi so too, right? So like two and a half, four years. Saudi Aramco. The, the yeah, amount of money right. that's being made right now on an individual and corporate level. Even I was talking to a, a contract and he was saying like, and everybody's saying this, it's a recession, but he's never seen money being spent. More like money this. flow. The money is flowing. It's flowing. And astronomical, astronomical levels. Yeah, seven, yeah. seven trillion dollars. Meta. We forgot Meta. Astronomical, astronomical. So, I mean. OpenAI headed towards a trillion dollar valuation, unstoppable. How can they be stopped? Oh, yes. How can they be stopped? Who's their competitor? <coughs> so if their valuation is one trillion, that would make Microsoft at what? What's the what's the equity stake in that? They're not going to get a trillion dollar valuation until they get to the stock market. I'm saying if they evaluate it right now. If they have a trillion dollar valuation right now. Yeah. Microsoft, they have 49%. So it's a half. They have half of that. So that would put them at 3.5. Oh, but by the time Microsoft should be worth seven, eight. That, yeah, they're headed to the first. But, but because they technically would have Microsoft will have the entire business enterprise infrastructure. Open AI will have all the the underpinnings of what's needed on a tech side, like that's a that's why I say like Apple, Microsoft, Google, technical like they're broken up pieces, but they're really one monopoly operating with each other. Yeah, this would make Nvidia the the wealthiest company in the world, which it probably mm -hmm. going to do anyway. Th this is the old picks and shovels 
Yeah. But digital version, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 almost at two trillion today. They're at one point nine. I mean, if you got to go into over a thousand, that would put them past Saudi, would put them in number three wealthiest by market cap. I mean, look at Nvidia probably is the first company that had dot com expectations and beat estimates. I don't know if we've ever seen a company like that. No. Nah. I mean, and they're slaughtering the estimates. <laughs> like again, I but it's not. It, I'm like, this you know, is sometimes it, it's a good quarter, and then sometimes it's like, what, what, what are we, what are we witnessing, right? Because to watch, I think when it reported last year, and it had that blowout quarter uh, after the, the second quarter of earnings, it was like, whoa, this is historic. But this mm -hmm. is like three in a row now. And yeah. this one I felt was the heaviest. It just felt this one felt heavy. Um, they, they deliver just like they, when they over LeBron, if LeBron would beat Dirk um, back. Oh, ooh, what are the five companies of the future? Since we all NVIDIA, OpenAI, mm -mm. Noralink, five companies, Noralink, Noralink. NVIDIA, OpenAI, OpenAI. I'll put that. I'll put it in there. Yeah. Pause. What is SpaceX? What's the what makes them what makes them what makes them the most important? What makes them you want me to tell you the truth? Because they they're gonna fly you to a fictional land that you're never gonna see. Huh? It's an NFT, it's a physical NFT. <laughs> exactly. They they the relocation on Mars play. <laughs> That's never gonna happen. You can't break through the through the upper wall. He already has the satellite. Elon? Elon already yeah. has satellites, he already has a satellite play. So what makes SpaceX so amazing only because Elon owns it. He's the founder of it. He owns it. Only because, only because you know, it. I mean, think about the amount of capital that goes into that. Just space exploration. Like for, for what? The, no, it, what I, I, the question the, satellites, that, that's a, we have that, satellites. That's already. a fair question. The for what is a fair question. But the reality is like we're talking billions in every year. Yeah, but that when you when you talk about Neuralink and they talking about you that's important. You can move a, a mouse. With your, with your brain, with your brain, bro. This is not normal. Like this is what I'm saying. Like, did you see where this is headed? You're gonna be ghosting them with your mind when the Neuralink come out. You, Professor I, X I, I, got mind control over Debo. <laughs> Professor X, like that should be the slogan for the company. Neuralink, <laughs> I got mind control over Debo. <laughs> Neuralink is is that's just different. That's different. That's next level, different. Open AI, the new Apple. Open AI is a new Apple. Quote me on that. Um, and Sam Altman is is the new Steve Jobs. Don't say that. He has to be. He ain't there yet. He close, but he ain't there. Thought he, he's on his way. He's on his way. He's on his way. He's on his way. Do he take care of his kids? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like ChatGBT that. Yeah, for real. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my birthday. Yes. What else? No, we got we got a few hours left. What else do you want from us? Happy birthday to Poe. Today's Poe's birthday. Eddie Posey. <laughs> Poe, happy birthday, birthday man. For sure. Out there in Miami. I hope you're enjoying the, the birthday, my brother. For shizzle. Mm -hmm. Yes. For shizzle, for shizzle, for shizzle. Yeah. Um, 
And by the time we come back, that blackout hour, check us out mm -hmm. Wednesday. I'm going crazy this Wednesday. I'm trying to get us canceled. <laughs> Three episodes. Show me. But put it on me. <laughs> Ian did it. Ian did it. Ian did it. But but it's great to have a separate entity to blame it on. And I give you permission to use it all the time. You know, he'd be tripping, y'all. He'd be listening to Tupac and shit, the pineapple juice, and a reflection on us. Yeah, come to invest us. He won't be there. I get I, I give you out. I'm I'm a good team player. I'm a good partner. It have, you know what I mean? juice. Blame it on the pineapple juice. Yes. When all else fails, blame it on the pineapple juice. Easy out. You got to be the fall guy sometime. What inspired you to wear the um Broncos Scully? Just because I was Russell, Russell Wilson. Is that was that a childhood um hero of yours? I, I, I'm I'm no, more sensational to Russell. He'll be a childhood hero of this. Russell. We older than him. And, uh, yeah, older than him. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. He's been playing for him. That's wild. <laughs> he, 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 I, I, I'm a child hero here, so we're going to get to talking. <laughs> well, when they're off the field, Yo, activity wild. over with, your real life going to be over with. In yeah. the future, they're playing with your son. Oh, Boy. I can't wait for that child hero. But you're oh, not, a, you're not a Bronco fan, though, right? That's not that, You don't rock with them. No, no, no. You just gotta, you should live in Colorado. That's it. That's a fact. You did. Shout, out to, time shout out to Colorado. Boulder Springs. Colorado Springs. Yeah. Big facts. Denver. Denver. What's up? Uh, city. What's up? Red Boulder. Rocks. What's up? You was in Boulder, right? Boulder. No, I was in uh, Colorado Springs in public. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we do a call option on Future and Sierra get back together? I'm taking a call on that. Get back together. You mean get back together? There's Stay no, together. There's no chance. He said future in Sierra. The, oh, future. Yeah, put. I'm taking the puts on that. That's never gonna happen. Put all puts. That's never gonna. Maybe happen. not in private. May do your move, Shadi. Don't post it. No, nah, I can't. Nah. No, 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 no. Let's call nah. Jason Lee. <laughs> Jason Lee, where are you? Where are you, Jason? Hey, please report to the principal's office for real. Ian too. <laughs> Yeah, attention, <laughs> suspension, <laughs> suspension, two weeks suspension. I don't get attention. Two weeks suspension. <laughs> you really want to cause some controversy? That'd be oh, I got the play. <laughs> the, the we broke up the show play, they've been waiting for that forever. <laughs> Where is he? What happened? Mm -mm. Ian, Ian is handling personal issues currently. No. Great part about ownership, you can't get kicked off some young, ain't it? Creative, we, we creative, should, creative they want us at some point. We should do the flip and like fake a fight or something. Go to WWE for sure, for mm -hmm. sure. For Shout out sure. to the haters who was surprised at the blackout for shizzle. Mm -hmm. For shizzle, love Hizzle. is love, black love, <laughs> love is love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, all right, y'all. Be good to each other. Uh, Sam Altman is the new Steve Jobs. That's a hell of a... They're going to run this back. He got fired. Think about it. He came out the gate, shook up the game, got fired by the board, got his way back in. Oh, he's I following. forgot about the... He's following They're the setting board. it up right. He's yeah. Reinstated. He's following yeah. the blueprint. He's following the yeah. blueprint. Big Satya came through like Shook. He's the he's he's gonna be the next superstar. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, CEO, tech CEO, absolutely. He is now. I'm just saying he's gonna be bigger. Like he's 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 big if you kind of in the world, but a lot of people still don't know who he is. He's gonna be yeah. like a a household name. Sam Altman's gonna be a household name. 
obviously Elon Musk is always going to be he's going to be uber forever. If if Sam stays focused, how soon before he passes up Elon? As far as wealth, notoriety or, or popularity? Wealth, wealth, wealth. It's going to be tough because Elon has he's going to have three trillion dollar companies maybe potentially. So he's going to have three of them like Tesla, SpaceX, and Neuralink. Um, I don't know, man. That's the first time ever in history that he could pull that one off. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty impressive portfolio. Elon, the new uh, our new Howard Hughes. You think like in twenty years he'll go crazy? He's already gone crazy. I think. You think he's mentally <laughs> stable? You see, I'm crazy while I'm about to go bizarre. I, I think he's worse than Kanye. Oh, for sure, you, right you, you was the first. You was the first to say that. You get full credit for that. You call that downfall last year for shizzle. Yeah, um, but I mean, hey, it's, it's impressive what he's been able to 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 do. Can't take that away from him. Um, yeah, he's he's managing to, like I said, I mean, he's high, he's operating at a high level. When you can when you can run three three of the, of the world's top companies at the same time, um, hey, I don't agree with vast majority of things that he says or does, but uh, that's I don't think that's ever been done before in history. Yeah, it's, it's rare. You don't agree with him passing out Molly Water in the boardroom. <laughs> Sprinkle <laughs> me, Tama, Tama, sugar, sugar. That's my boy. Sprinkle me, man. Shout out to Forty Water. Sprinkle me, man. Big facts. The Bay. Shout out to the Bay, man. Yeah, area. Y'all be good. We are coming back next week, March. Um, it's a new March month. Madness. It's a new month, yeah. March Madness for sure. Get your yeah. get yourself together. The year's almost over. Uh figure it out. Figure it out. We gotta figure what we're gonna do for the four year anniversary. That's April. coming up. It's coming up. For sure. Yeah. For sure. This has been made. Buffett I'm proud of y'all. But Warren big Buffett, facts. Call a Zoom link. You could you could big stay in, you could stay at home. Straight from the comfort of your own living room. Yes, make some happen. Who's the who's the who's the highest level guest that we've had on Market Mondays? Highest level? Mm. Cuban. Yeah, Cuban was legendary. Yeah, because he broke down a strategy, and he was super cool. Like, I think even he talked a lot about the AI and automation. Um, and I think people just slept on it, even like hedging with futures and stuff like that. Like, him, yeah. regrets. Mike Rubenstein. Mike David. 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 David, David Rubenstein was legendary. David yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ran into David. That one. Yeah, we ran into him. Did you? Yeah. Yep, we did. <laughs> Y'all may have a lot of runners. I think Mark Cuban was the. That was the. The most pivotal one guest that we've had. That was the highest rated guest. We had an episode yeah. that actually got more live views than that by ourselves, yeah. but he's the highest yeah. rated thing was like 12,000 people when he was on. Um, yeah, so Cuban was a good one. We actually ran into him. Uh, Cuban was a good one, that was definitely one of the ones. But we had a lot, like I said, we had Michael Novogratz, we've had uh, David Rubenstein, we've had Mark Cuban, and then of course, you know variety of other people across the board. Yeah. I think we need uh, to bring Bono back too, like from an educational standpoint. 
He put up some classics. Yeah. What's y'all networking play? Like at All Star. Like I, I ain't gonna say who, but y'all ran into some of everybody at All Star. Well, it's one of these things where you just like if you if you if you outside enough, you just you know like how early are you there? Because I think people forget that part. Being punctual, having a game plan. Like I was running to people like, yeah, I just saw your guys too. I'm like, damn. Yeah. The, yeah. the game plan is scout the room, hold your position in the room, and um be cordial to everybody. Be cordial to everybody. Everybody, you know, in certain rooms, everybody is doing something um that could be productive or somebody has knowledge that you can learn from. Scout the room. I try to make facial recognition right as soon as I walk in to see, all right, well, yeah. I know that person, I know this person, I know this person. All right. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Um, yeah. And then we just, how you doing? Yep. Start from there. Oh, before, before the last list, the last thing, we never got a chance to tell this story. Which one? Um, the Grammys. So this year we was at the Grammys two, that was like two, three weeks ago. Um, and uh, so I'll give you some backstory on it. So, Y'all know, like, Nas, that's that's our guy. My favorite rapper of all time. I actually named my oh, son. Oh, you going to tell the story? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I actually, I actually named my son Nas here. So, um, obviously, we have a deep uh, a deep appreciation for, for Nas and what he's been able to accomplish throughout his, his, his career. Like I said, that's my favorite ever. So, we met him first time last year. We, we, we met him at the Grammy. Steve Stout introduced us at the um, United Masters party. And we spoke and he chopped it up. We told that story before. Then uh, we ran into him again at his album release party during the summertime of mm -hmm, this year. Mm -hmm. Chopped it up a little bit. So then this year we was at the Grammys, same United Masters party. So Nas, yo, what's up, man? He was happy to see us. You know, we shook hands and it was those vibes. Then we went to um, the YouTube party. Shout out to Toomba. Uh, mm -hmm. Went to the YouTube party and we was there and we was vibing. And uh, we met the good folks at Mass Appeal. And um, they was they was saying like, yo, we wanted to link with y'all for a long time. Da 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 da. Mass Appeal is Nas's. He's part owner of Mass Appeal. It's a media company. So long story short, they had he, she they, she took a picture. Annie yep. took a picture of us and sent it to Nas. And he was like, oh, those are my guys, man. Where y'all at? So she told him. So um, we went to that. They have a an exhibition in L.A. If you get a chance, check it out. I think it's still running. Mm -hmm. super, super dope. Super dope. They took us there and we spent like an hour there just kind of going through it. And they're like, what you doing tonight? And mind you, we were supposed to go to the Clyde Davis party. So if anybody knows about the Clyde Davis Grammy party, that's like one of the most exclusive parties. Everybody goes. Blah, blah, blah. So we're like, you know, we're supposed to be going to this Clyde Davis party later on, whatever. They're like, oh, Nas, Nas want to get dinner. I'm like, well, that's what we're doing. We're getting dinner with Nas. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we, so we get dinner. So we go to, to dinner with Nas. I won't say what kind of restaurant because I don't want to blow the spot up. Nope. The most non-discreet hole in the wall type vibes. Nice restaurant. In a good way. Yeah. Nice In a good way. In a good way. Like, but not like no super fancy noble or nothing like that. Um, so we was there with Mass Appeal and then Nas came in and we chopped it up. We got there at seven o'clock. We left at one o'clock. So we had a five hour dinner with Nas. And um, he told us we talked about everything from hip hop to high level conversations. He watches high level conversations. He has some mm -hmm. commentary about that. So Keys um, to do you think Keys should take the advice or no? Probably. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
So and then um, <laughs> the, shout the, the audience is shout the, out to my brother Keys, man. He's, you know what I mean, y'all listen to your audience sometimes. He's the best that ever did it. Um, and then we talked about a variety of different things. You know, Matt, the future of us possibly collaborating and working together. But I wanted to tell that story because it's like I'm a firm believer, and like I I feel like the power of the mind is 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 real. It's so big. Yeah. Like I feel like um, manifestation. I really believe in that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know it can seem kind of corny sometimes or fake, but it's like, I really believe Nothing in that. corny about it. I feel like, and then the next day we have lunch with All Money In, the whole team of um, Adam. That was my first time meeting Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam, Black Sam, JP. And it's just like all of these people that we had on a vision board. It was, Nipsey Hussle was on the vision board. Nas was on the vision board. Like, Dame Dash was on the vision board. It's, it's crazy, like so becoming true. that everything yeah. like happened like exactly yeah. like so. I feel like I say that to say, whatever relationships you want to foster, whatever you want in life, you gotta fully believe it, think about it, but then put the work in to get it. And I feel yeah. like we're living proof of that. Like you know, what I mean, like I said, the Nas story that means something to me because that was somebody who I just always like, you know, yeah. had deep admiration for. So now to have a five hour dinner with him yeah. and to be, you know, peers, it's crazy. Yeah. But like I said, that's happened. On, that's happened on a variety of from Maverick Carter to, you know, LeBron getting in with their team to so many different things. Steve Harvey, um, even people that we didn't even think we was going to connect with, like Robert Smith. Right. Like, I just feel like that manifestation thing is really like, so a lot of you got to protect your mental stability because when you're around dream killers, what they'll do is that they will bring down your vibration and that will affect your, your, your ability to be able to manifest because you'll start thinking like, Oh, that's unrealistic. Or I'm not even going to start thinking about that. that. And then what you don't even realize is that by, by you bringing down your vibration and limiting your ability to manifest, you're actually hurting your future. So it's extremely important to stay away from negative people, from low vibrational people. And um, it's extremely important to meditate. It's extremely important to have a vision, to visualize things, to see things, to like, there's nothing corny about that. Like literally like, every, it, yep. everything that we had, that we envisioned, that we, is coming to fruition so it's a dope story for us yeah. but more importantly how can you benefit from it right so i just wanted to tell that story because i think that that is it hopefully it inspires some people to actually realize like whatever you want in life it can happen, it can happen. you just gotta i got a question for y'all real quick yeah, just, just real quick before you ask the question because i mean we didn't share that story but it probably was one of the most surreal moments in my life um not only because of who he is in terms of our development as 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 young men, especially listening to him growing up, but the fact that we got to share in real time what he meant to us with him sitting there. Like we've had conversations back and forth for over 20 years about topics that involve Nas that we are now involving him in in front of him. It was when people ask like, what would be the illest moment in hip hop for me going forward? It would be that moment in my life where I could tell Nas who he is. Like, y'all don't know this, but sitting in this room, like every episode we tape in here, his album is looking at us, right? So like, yeah. if you ever looked at the Illmatic cover, it's kind of like the Mona Lisa, though. like no matter where you are in the room, 
he, he's looking at you and find so, you. Yeah. Yeah. We got Illmatic and it was written. So that's always looking at us. And to tell him what Illmatic meant to us, to hear what it was written meant to him, to have a debate about that, it was um, it was pretty surreal. But it's something, like you said, that it didn't feel like it shouldn't have happened. It felt like, oh, this is the moment. I don't care what else is happening in the world. Nothing was going to stop us from being in that moment and being present in it and understanding how fortunate we are to be here. It was it was crazy. I, I text, yeah. shout out to Annie, I text her That's the next morning. I texted the next morning, like, and there was some events that we did we did miss that some of our peers were having, and I, you know, I sent the apology out, but I was like, this is a a moment in my life that I I couldn't afford to miss. I was like, thank you for creating these moments um, that were super surreal and allowing us to give our flowers to somebody who meant so much, and to hear what we meant to him and his peers. Forget but about it. But the crazy thing about it is it's, it's it's crazy. The crazy thing about it is that so we went we went nods for five hours. Right. And at that time, I'm good. Like, I go back to New York. Like, I'm, I'm good. My Grammy weekend has been completed. Like, that's a buckulous situation for me. So, shout out to Rands and, um, you know, 1500 and nothing studio. 1500. Shout out to we my guy. Went to Link with him the next morning. The next morning, we go to, to his studio and to Link. And I'm just walking in the studio. And mind you, we just spent five hours with Nas. So, I'm good. Like, night's you know over. Saying? We walk in the studio and I see somebody smoking. I look to my left. What up, Kyle? It's Snoop. <laughs> yo, Snoop is in the studio. And I'm like, yo, what kind of alter world universe? What kind of matrix are we in right now? 45-minute conversation with Snoop. I had no idea Snoop was going to be there. Snoop, super cool, down to earth, talking real, like giving us the real. It was me, 19 Keys, a few other people. She's smoking. And I'm just like, bro, I just had dinner with Nas. Now, first thing in the morning, I'm having a 45 minute conversation with Snoop. This is like my whole childhood played out in, in the course of 24 hours. So shout out to both of them because one thing I want to say about Nas is that just how you would think he is, that's how he is. Super down to earth. That's why I said like the, the spot was like a real hole in the wall type vibe. Like super down to earth. No, no um security. Super cool. Humble, yeah. like just how he was in belly. That's how he yeah. is. Like, and, you know and, and the crazy part is like, nah, we didn't eat for five hours. It was just one of these things where it's like, nah, just keep the night going. Like, yo, y'all want something? Let's get some dessert. Like, yo, let's just keep have the thing going. Well, had some wine, tasting different wines, and just having conversations about everything. But the interesting, and when you do your your city rankings, I'm I'm, I'm assuming LA is gonna move up a few slots because previous last Back year, favor. yeah, last year uh, we met. Nas, and then the next day we met Jay, and then this year you had Nas and Stoop, and then um, the marathon team in the same weekend. LA, different, LA, different, no place like these, LA. These, these things are uh, unique uh, to, to being out there, nope. they're, yeah, they're unique to that, yeah. So, shout out to that, really quick. Yeah. If you have to give everyone like a, a three step manifestation blueprint for 2024, would that be even for us doing GMA? Like, shout out to Ebony who made that happen for me and then we were able to do that which is so dope she had been working on that since 2019 we went to school together was in red panda like you say power of relationships being solid but that was on my vision board back in 2014 like my mom called me when i told her i was going i was like oh my god i'm so proud of y'all she's like i remember you had that written 10 years ago so like you said like and when y'all told me i link with nas i was like i'm happy because i know how much nas means to y'all um, but for everyone watching, like what would be like three steps if you have to do do it all over again to like make a dream or manifestation come true? 
Well, for me personally, my, my blueprint is say things consistently in public. And that's why yeah. like I keep saying like that billionaire, I keep putting it on Instagram, billion dollar valuation. I keep putting it on Instagram. And like I said, yeah. it, it's people don't really laugh about stuff I say now, but previously people used to laugh at a variety of different things I used to say, because I was always saying things publicly. Like I'm going to be a famous financial advisor. I'm the top financial advisor on Instagram. I'm going to be like traveling the world and doing this and seminars. I was saying this when I just started working as a financial advisor, but I think you be you, you, cause it's like the Muhammad Ali thing, right? Like you gotta mm-hmm. say things publicly to put the fire behind. Cause if you say it privately, nobody knows you said it. So there's you no, can duck it. you can duck yep. it. You say things publicly. Now you put pressure on yourself to live up to that. live up to so that. <laughs> for me, that's one thing. Say things publicly over and over and over and over again. The, mm-hmm. the third thing is, um, I'm a big believer in, um, manifestation i'm also a big believer in meditation every day i try to meditate that's like my morning ritual i wake up and i'm just in the bed for anywhere between 15 to sometimes an hour and i just try to just think it's like my vision board i just go through you know just a variety of different things like i'm just thinking and um that's important i think you got to have time to think because so many so much time we get so busy in this world we don't have time to think so you got to have your thoughts you got to you know have that mapped out and take time every single day to think about where you want to be in life, what you want to do, who you want to meet. That's important. And then the third thing is the work. So the, the first said, two said, said three twice. Huh? So the third thing twice. <laughs> the last thing is the work. It's a bonus. The bonus, the, bonus extra. the last yeah. thing is the work. It's the third thing. So yeah. if I said the other thing third, then that was the second. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just here for so with you, man. The last thing is the work. So you can talk about things you can manifest and meditate on things but it's still not going to happen if you don't have the work ethic again yeah. my thing is that i always want to work harder so i never want anybody to look at me like they're working harder than me or like i'm telling somebody if i tell somebody something it's because i'm willing to to put just as much work in like I'm not just telling you something and I'm just going to the golf course. Like I'm I'm willing to 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 go to extreme measures. Take it there to 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 do it. So it's like you know I respect people with high level of work ethics. Like A B, he has a high he has a high work ethic. Like you no, know, I respect that. Like I'm a type of person where I don't care. I just I I'll work. I'll get it done. So I think that a lot of times people might miss that step. You got to talk about it. You got to believe it. But the most important you got to be in that work, gym though. It doesn't work if you don't work. Yeah. It doesn't work if you don't work. And and you got to work unimaginably. You got to sacrifice things. Sun up until you go to bed, right? Everything. You just got to go crazy. Early mornings, late nights, all that type of stuff. Like, you got to really love. You got to love the process. You got to love the work. You got to be a perfectionist. You got to be slightly crazy. These Big are race. things that, like, you got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have that. Though, those would be my my three takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> Write all 20 things down. There's three things. There's, there's three things, not right. 20 things. Because you said this a few times. So right, go. It's, it's meditation. Yep. Right? That's one thing. Yep. Visualiz- visualization, meditation, that's one thing. Yep. Repeating things over, over and over again in public, that's the in second public. thing. Yep. And the third thing is work. That's three things. Troy, what about you? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, um, those, I mean, 
the primary one, I and I didn't know if he was going to get to it last, but yeah, I think it's the work. Um, because if we don't do the work, we're not in any of these situations, right? If yeah. we're not added value to our community, it, then we're, we're not in these situations. We're not meeting these people. Um, they don't even see the importance of having a meeting or having dinner with us. And so the work is always first, and it, it'll always be the, the paramount. We, we had a conversation the other day. I was like, what are y'all doing? We're working. Well, what, what are y'all going to do tomorrow? We're going to be working. Work. Every day we're working. We're trying to be better yeah. every day. And it's not because, hey, we want to meet this person. We're just trying to help as many people as possible, right? And the way that Nas had, he had um, affirmation for us or the way he found value in us is because we were helping his friends. His friends saw value in us. And he was like, look, mm. y'all got to listen to, you know, now you got to tell these guys is really doing something. You should listen to them because we had reached his friend. Now he sees how much value we're adding. Um, so that was one of those things. And I think, it was a compliment that we got over all-star break. Um, it's how you're being spoken about when you're, you're not in the room. That's important. Yeah. And that speaks to integrity and that speaks to character. So being high character is, is super important. And the comment was, I haven't met somebody yet who doesn't rock with y'all. Like people were like, you know, we, we've been in plenty of rooms and I'll mention y'all names and everybody always says yo those are my guys i really rock with yeah. them. those guys i love what they're, do they're doing and like i think that's the highest compliment right because when your peers or people that you admire are looking at you in the same light um and they're speaking highly of you when you're not there i think that's the highest compliment man so everything that, that shoddy said the work but having high character having a uh, high level of integrity and showing up authentically as yourself um I think all those things uh, are part of it. What's your what's your what's your what's your um formula? Rashad, to be fair, uh Troy, you gave more than three. <laughs> I didn't you, you asked me three? I didn't know if I had a number. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, for me, um <laughs> um my big vision goal I have saved in my favorites and I just replay it for 10 minutes every day. So that's part of my visualization. Um, same thing, saying it out loud. So even me being like the greatest investor of this era, that's a lot of public pressure to then be like, oh, let me see if this if he really backed that shit up. Like, okay, cool. Um, and third, I think you need a penalty for certain things that you don't do. So like, if I don't hit certain marks by a certain time, I either have to have a payout to Ty or Xander or family members. Like, I think you shouldn't have a lofty goal because a lot of times, if you're not going to back it up with, your action or money because your family and friends are also dependent on you to do that thing. Like Xander heard me for four years. Be like, yeah, I'm going to go on TV, be going good morning America, going my favorite shows. And now like it's a big thing for it. Like he'll play our show and his class and be like, my dad's on YouTube with his friends. He don't even care about the TV, but like YouTube is TV. So I think having a penalty there, if you don't execute is really key. And that's always been a really driving force. And if I can give a fourth one, I know it's toxic, but anyone who have anything negative to say, I write it down and I use it as a way to get better. It is a driving force when I, I'm tired. Like right now I'm sick, but I'm like, I saw the little comment somebody made on the review video that got 52 views. I'm pretty wrong. Good morning, America. What's good? We need to do CNBC, Bloomberg, Button, Daily Show, back to back. What's up? <laughs> All the above. Let's make some magic. And one day, let's go. <laughs> I'm ish. the greatest. You, hey, the Ish, you've been ducking smoke for my boy, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time you done duck smoke. I love you. You my dog. You you one of my bestest friends. Hey, you ducking the smoke for my boy. Okay? 
Who are you referring to? Shout out, shout out. <laughs> shout out to, shout out to <laughs> the whole Joe. Well, we're going to talk at the party, though. <laughs> yeah. so I'm the greatest. The whole Joe Boy podcast, man. See, got some. Yeah. That's a fact, though. That's that's a good. Like, I'm the greatest. I said that before I knew it was. You re you uh, referenced Muhammad Ali. But yeah. that, that's it. Yeah. And Ian, same thing. It, it, you're right. Like, it was the greatest investor of our generation. Why not? Challenge me. I, I don't know. I don't lose fourteen billion in value for for our community. I mean, that's what. So that's the Jay Z play, right? So on Jay Z's first album, he said it's the eventual triple platinum with the solid gold fate. That's before he went gold. He said that. Yeah. And yeah. then and then when when he said, um, "Who's the best?" I'm, I'm raping Def Jam till I'm a hundred million man. But that was crazy to say back there. But in, when he said who's the best yeah. MCs, Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas, he wasn't mentioned in the category. He wasn't in that category. So, so manifest. Try to have him out of it now. Then, then he <laughs> says, you know, I'm on my way to a billing. I, I play my cards right. Everything that yep. he said first, he was trying to sell three million. He sold three million. He said he was he's going to be Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas. He he reached that level. He said he's the mm -hmm. greatest rapper alive, and then everybody started calling him the greatest rapper alive. He said he was going to get a hundred million. He got a hundred yeah. million. Said he's going to get a billion. He got a billion. So everything yeah. that he said, he said public. Little Wayne's another one. Little Wayne just kept yeah. saying, "I was going to say I'm the, I'm the best rapper alive, yeah. best yeah. rapper alive." And yeah. at first, people didn't really take it serious, and then after a while, he was like, "Yeah, he's the, he's the best rapper." No, I was going to say Jay was the he's called himself the God MC. Yo, Kanye yeah. is, is is the probably the biggest. Kanye, another one, yo. One that everything everything I say, I do. You can check my words now. I'll read about them later. Kanye, yeah. Kanye came in the game as a producer. Nobody took him serious. He telling everybody he's gonna be the best rapper. He he reached that level. He was he's gonna say he he's gonna be a, a the man when it comes to fashion. He was gonna change fashion. He reached that he level. Did it. Everything that he said, everything that he said publicly, everybody thought that he was crazy, and nobody took him serious until he actually did it. Mm hmm. Shout out to the craziest ones, man. You listen to the uh the the album? Yeah. Carnival, mega hit. You said har horrible. Oh, carnival's a hit. Carnival. Oh, mega yeah. Hit. At first, I thought you said horrible. Yeah, no, no, carnival, carnival, carnival mega carnival. hit. That's a good record. That's a good record. Crazy. Crazy. I rock with Yay. Come on now. All right, just checking. Just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just checking the temperature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I, and I'm I'm happy to see him like back in a good creative space. Mm -hmm. He's in a dark place for a long time. Um, I was happy to hear Bump J. Shout to Freddie Gibbs. The stuff you be doing online, you need to chill on, but you went crazy on the verse. <laughs> Making 219 look crazy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> overall, the album, album dope. Album, album is dope. I, I like that. Volume 2 is on its way, I think, uh, March 15th. Oh, really? Yeah, they oh, got you three really volumes. Drop three volumes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Volume 2 on the way. Yeah, hey, production is insane. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you on tomorrow for Earn Your Leisure and then Blackout on Wednesday. Um. Mm -hmm. And Prince and Minx tomorrow. Pisces season. The vibes. Amazing. Vibes, vibes, vibes. Your birthday is Sunday? Sunday. So, yeah, I'll have a birthday before we come back. Yeah, happy birthday. You'll have a birthday to right, my right guy. before our episode. So, yeah. Yeah, back yeah. To back, back to back Pisces. So, they said, what you doing? I said, I'm going to Scotty's party. <laughs> he turned 40, man. man. That's a big one. Pause. Yeah, back to yeah. back birthday. Shotty, what, what you want everybody to get you for your birthday? A thousand dollars. <laughs> hey, hey, 
Yo, put your cash app in there. Put his cash app in there. Put your cash app in chat. Cash app. Cash app in chat. Dollar sign Rashad Bilal. Yeah. Reparations is due. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I made you money, send me a cash app. You asked. I got you. Yeah. Cash is king. Cash is game. Tell him again. Tell him again. For cash right. rules. Cash <laughs> rules. Everything around. Everything around me. Money. Send us the cash app. Hey, uh, man, Ali, I got you. Nah, but you know, good, yeah. good vibes, man. You just keep the good vibes going. Good energy. Um, that's all. That goes a long way. So mm-hmm. appreciate y'all so much. And um, yeah, once again, happy birthday. Uh, of course. There you go. 2016. The gang. <laughs> yep. For sure. The gang. For shizzle. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Boy, All right, man. It's been real. All right, y'all. Be good. Love y'all. Peace. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.